<coughs> hey. Hey, you. Did you know that as of 2019, Princess Aurora is the only natural blonde Disney princess? Unlike other princesses, Aurora is the only princess known to be a true blonde. Characters like Cinderella and Elsa are strawberry blonde or platinum blonde, respectively. Rapunzel herself actually does not count either because her hair is only that color due to magic. Did you know that we have a Patreon? <laughs> well, check it out. You can find it in the links inside the episode descriptions or at our official website. It's a great way to support the show and even get yourselves shouted out at the end of every month. It really helps us out, and we are eternally grateful to each and every one of you that supports us. But for now, honestly, I really hope you just enjoy this episode. expected to come into this with you just being like this is the greatest movie that human beings have ever created with their hands i mean i think effectively it is but i think because it's a part one of two it's hard to say that now right it's like i think once beyond comes out i'll probably change my tune on it but for now into the spider-verse remains my number one but it's a tight yeah like yeah it's a hot competition But yes, I will many times during this episode say this is the greatest thing that ever has been ever and will be and we can just die as a society now because we've reached the peak. But I wish you guys could like slowly or like you guys could see what I saw because like as she continued to talk and try to tell me that it's not her favorite, her face just got more and more like lit up and she's like, but it is, but it's not, but like it is, but like it is like it's. (laughs) <laughs> Likewise, I put too much vodka in my vodka cranberry, and this is rough, dude. Like it's kicking me in the dick every time I take a drink. <laughs> it's like, oh, we should we should settle down. Kicking me in the dick. <laughs> I like that saying. <laughs> You're welcome. You can have that. Thanks. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Uh, How are you well, guys? I've I hope everybody out there is doing better than the two of us. So I feel like the struggle's yeah. been real. Oh, um, God. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I have to put this aside. Scott. Like, seriously. Scott. Right. I have uh. water. <laughs> <laughs> I just, like, I went, I was like, I'm off work. <laughs> and then my cup. Scott and I was like, how to drink. All right, well, here we are. It's hot girl summer. <laughs> it is hot girl summer. Get it together. Even though. I'm not drinking due to having uh, an illness. <clears throat> I was approaching death. That cough is related to my vape pen and not my illness, but uh, she lies. It's all connected. No, it's true. It was a weird illness. It was just a fever. Nothing but, mm. um, but my brain cooked for like two days. So um, we're doing our very best. But in those, in those days, I watched this movie a number of times on a stream that was solid. Did you end up watching that, by the way? Did you end up yes. seeing it? It was not bad, right? No, it was actually it was a lot better than I expected. I always expect that to be like some dude that recorded it on a fucking webcam taped to his shoe. Yeah, kind of I don't know like, how it's being done at that level. Like, it's not great, but it's, I mean, no, it's not perfect. It's passable. Like, if I was in dire straits, like, it's yeah. It's like highly passable. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. anyway, 
Welcome to my most anticipated episode of 2023, Spider-Man Across the Arachno-Humanoid Polymultiverse, (laughs) (laughs) a.k.a. the second best Spidey film ever. Um, Granted, that's also a stupid name, but... I, you know what it is like this movie. I think why Lindsay and I are going to have a great time with this is this movie had stuff that like both of us could enjoy. It had very intelligent humor and it had miles in the spot flying through portals behind people, which is my kind of humor. That oh, shit, I, I enjoyed that too. Yeah. I just, it, this movie was stupendous from start to finish. And I love the realistic like banter of spot trying to explain where he came from while trying to fight off the convenience store owner. <laughs> All of this was just, it was so good. So and I want they you guys do to a lot that. of like really exceptional exposition because the movie looks so interesting. Every time that they're expositing, it it's like, we're going to talk about all of the things, but yeah, this movie was like spoilers. Fucking awesome. And yeah, full spoilers for Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. Yeah. We gave you guys a week by the way. Okay. Primarily due to my near-death experience. <laughs> near, well, yeah, this was not by choice, but here we are. We're taking. Yeah, we were, we're supposed to record <laughs> a while ago, but I was I was struggling. Um, but yeah, full spoilers for all all Spider-Man, everything that ever was, but especially across the Spider Verse. Um, we have so much we want to say, Scott. Dive dive I right know, in. Tell I'm... us tell us who made the movie so that we can get into the so we can get into stuff. the fun shit. Yeah. All right, here we go. Let's do this one more time from the beginning. Directed by Joaquin Dos Santos, Kemp Powers, and Justin K. Thompson. It was written by Phil Lord, Christopher Miller, and Dave Callahan. Starring the returning voice acting power of Shameik Moore, Haley Steinfeld, Jason Schwartzman. Actually, he's not returning. Uh, and Oscar Isaac, who, if memory serves, was not the voice of 99 in the first one, in his little cameo appearance at the he end. he actually was. Was he? Okay, yeah. lit. That's sick. I I didn't check and I should have, but that's cool if they did do that. Uh, And you know, because it's a movie like this, just like we did with guardians guys, music is a huge part of these movies. So music and score composed by Metro Boomin created the original soundtrack, which is fucking fire. And she is so correct in writing that here in the notes. Uh, But Daniel Pemberton is back from the first film to do the score, which is equally as fire. However, I did enjoy the soundtrack side of this movie more than I enjoyed the score this time around. I enjoy them equally. I think they're both incredible. I think this is a rare movie for me where I really notice both of them. I mean, there's a lot of good score in Guardians, but in Guardians, you mostly notice the soundtrack. I notice both. Yeah. Like, I know the Prowler theme, the way that they like. I yeah, I I love everything about these movies. That's Lord and Miller can have all my money forever. <laughs> they are so fucking brilliant. I love these yeah. two guys. They're killing uh, it, man. Tell me what this is about. Missing his spider friends and struggling to balance his two identities, Miles Morales is hyped at the reappearance of Gwen Stacy and the possibility of joining the Spider Society. But it sucks to suck. Spider Society doesn't even want Miles because he's an anomaly and he might just break the canon. Miles isn't letting anyone write his story, though. He's going to do this, do his own thing. But can he get back to his own universe in time to break the canon and save his dad? Not if Earth 42 Miles has anything to say about it. To be continued. <sighs> We're going to talk about it. Yeah. It's a whole thing. Yeah, Don't worry. This was very Empire Strikes Backy. Loved it. Um, mm-hmm. But we're going to dive into it. So, okay. 
continuing to kind of knock stuff out before we really get into the movie, which I'm so excited. <laughs> I love this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and so did everybody else. It has a 96 as of as of June 7th, 7th when I pulled this information. Uh, has a 96% on the tomato meter and a 96% audience score. And if anything, I think that's low, but I'll take it. I think it is, <clears throat> considering what we had in the first one and coming into this one, I think it's pretty apropos of how everybody's talking about this. So I, it's, I, it's dead on. It's low for yeah, me, but it's, it's a really pretty dead on. score. It's got an A cinema score. Uh, it's missing yeah. the A+. Plus. But still really, really strong. And the box office is really, really strong. Uh, you want to give us those numbers? I would be so freaking delighted. Uh, so again, as we pulled these numbers from 6723, uh, box office domestic numbers are currently at 148712488 again, domestic and worldwide. We're sitting at, I actually just looked this up. Uh, it's currently, as of 6-8, at just over $247 million worldwide. Damn, they made a lot of money last night, huh? Yeah, they did. Fuck. Yeah, they did. And fun fact for you guys, this only cost $100 million to make. By comparison so to most of what, money. yeah, they're they're it's coming way out. more than the first one made. Like the word of mouth, mm-hmm. like the people being like, "No, I am going to see this." It's yeah. like it's this is a lot, a lot, a lot of money for an animated film. Full stop. Mm-hmm. Particularly yeah. one that's not like a Toy Story sequel or something that you would expect to like really, really, really blow up. Like this is a lot of money for an yeah. Movie. And I think we're only seeing that mainly because. Nobody really knew what to expect from Into the Spider-Verse. And now we have Across the Spider-Verse and everybody's like, okay, the first movie was a visual extravaganza. We have to go to this one. And I think that's you're coming into this and you're like, dude, this looks amazing. And then you get hit in the fucking face with a story that you're just like, yeah, this could be any of us. Everybody liked this when it was on Netflix. Like a lot of people saw this movie, the first one. So I'm not surprised. Oh, yeah. But I'm yeah, very yeah, yeah. pleased by how much money it's making. Like that's great. Anyway, let's to answer your question. Yes, absolutely, guys. Before we get into this movie, I will indulge Lindsay in her favorite thing of all time, which is ranking every Spider Man movie every time we talk about Spider Man. I like to do yes. that because I like to reiterate how much I like the Spider Verse <laughs> films. Do you have your list? You know my list is always list? ready. Yeah, my right. list is always ready. Fire away. Number one will always be No Way Home. Okay. It was too big of a payoff for me not to be the number one Spider-Man movie. Reasonable. Until he stands, which, by the way, guys, just a little bit of fun fact for you guys, because this, this is a current movie. Uh, Tom Holland announced earlier today that he's taking a year off of acting. Oh, my God. I called it. What did yeah. I say in our chat? Yep. <laughs> Matt and Scott are like... Yeah. Tom Holland's yeah. taking a long break from acting. What does it mean? And I said, Tom Holland's 25. What do you think long means to him? Yeah. It's, <laughs> It'll be a year or two times. doesn't mean shit. Yeah. A he year knows he's taking a year acting. off. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And because, because Lindsay loves it so much and I love her, Brian Cranston announced that he will be retiring from acting in 2025 <gasps> and moving Brian. to France. To France? Mm-hmm. Sorry. Brian has contributed a lot. It's okay. He has. You're right. He's Any Hoodles down in Whoville. All right, sorry. Go um, back to your list. This is no, oh you're my fine, God, Scott. We're gonna be here for the rest of our lives. <laughs> I will be here a month of Sundays doing this. <gasps> um, yeah, number one, always it, it always it has to be uh, No Way Home. Number two, I'm actually going to say was this was across the, the Spider Verse. Nice. I do think that this was better than Into the Spider Verse, and I think it's because this had more heart. It had more emotional weight behind it. The first fucking 15 minutes of this movie destroyed me. Right. 
absolutely destroyed me. Uh, number three is Into the Spider-Verse. Absolutely. Number four, <clears throat> Far From Home. Number five, Homecoming. And then nothing matters beyond that. Because, oh, yeah, because number 10 of all of them, number 10 will always be Spider-Man 3. And you don't get to be on my list when you do that shit to Venom. You don't. You don't. That's Venom fair. is even shown in this movie, dude. He's shown. There's a full panel when they're doing the whole like. Everybody yeah, when they show impacted. the spider, like the canon events, they show yeah. Venom as a. Canon you get event. to see Venom as a canon event. It's, it's fucking cool. awesome. Actually, Venom's mentioned three times in this movie. I counted. Um. Yeah, I can't. Like Amazing Spider-Man, just Sony gave up on it too quick for me to even put it in here, and the fact that I had to visually fucking watch Emma Stone die. No, I can't. I can't do that, dude. I can't do it. Makes those movies. She absolutely does. But I I hear you. Everything sort of between six and ten becomes a little bit. Yeah. Because we love the modern, the Mm -hmm. modern five movies so much. But yeah, I think it's like it's just they're so like interchangeable in their it's whateverness that it doesn't really make. They're all just like between six and ten. Like that's all it is. Yeah, you're just like, well, that's the amalgamation of the bottom of the Spider-Man tier. If I, uh, I was going to say, if I had to rank them, it, because I did. requested specifically that we rank them, um, yeah, I'm still putting Into the Spider Verse as my number one, but only because we have not seen the Beyond. conclusion of a cross, or yeah, of a cross. Because I, honestly, I I wouldn't be surprised if because they are part one and two, if we end up combining them in the future the same way we do an Infinity War Endgame, where we're like, uh, you can't really like they're a pair. Yeah, you mention them together. You know what I mean? Like you always say most of the time, unless you're being like really, you know, uh, feet to the coals to choose between the two of them, usually put them together. Right. So I I would be surprised if this doesn't end up my number one along with beyond, but it will have to wait for that movie. But for now I'm a one, two into the spider verse across the spider verse, but it's a tight, Mm-hmm. It's very hard to choose between the two, um, right. because I'm kind of with you. I could I could flip mine, no problem. Yeah, see I that's the thing. Way. They're both they're both incredible. But right now, without having the conclusion of across the Spider Verse, I'm keeping into the Spider Verse at the top. That's uh, fair. I can't no fault way that. Home at number three. See, I knew it. No way home is definitely yeah. Like I feel you. Like that's a respectable top choice. Um, yeah, it's gonna sit at number three for me. Then in different for you, Homecoming, then Far From Home, rather than the other way around. Uh, although I do really like Far From Home, the all those are those three are well, those two are tough. No Way Home's the best of the three. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I have Spider Man Two, Spider Man, Amazing Spider Man Two, Amazing Spider Man, and then Spider Man Three. Dog shit at the bottom. Yeah, um, she knows better. All right, thwip, thwip, let's keep moving. <laughs> Um, this uh yeah so your 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 lust for speediness in our episode here is actually pretty indicative of how this movie went which is interesting just getting to the point where we can really dig into it i'm like go 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 and now we can talk about it <laughs> <laughs> um no this movie d- d- i will say like it this movie was very long um but unlike guardians and some of the other movies that we've kind of covered recently this didn't feel like there were any points where i was like come on like I get it. Like, mm-hmm. let's go. Cause I honestly, I spent half the time trying to be like, which Spider-Man is that? Do I know who is that? Go back, wait, back up. Like, and trying to just following them along in the lobby. I'm like, that's not the Fortnite Spider-Man. Let's keep moving. Or like, that's not Spider-Man so zero or all the times that. watching. The I know so everybody has. And it just, it, 
it didn't i think the only way i can describe it is it didn't feel clunky everything transitioned perfectly into like okay well now we just dealt with this fucking heartbreaking thing with gwen and now we're back into miles and what's going on with miles and holy shit dude he's trying to balance his life and we've seen this before but it's not really the same we got to balance my life thing it's like i just want to be spider-man it's not like i don't know if i can do this he's like i want to be spider-man and but i want to be able to be around people who understand what it's like to be spider-man and that was huge for me mm-hmm. it was like you set the emotional weight up really early and it does feel like it goes pretty quick but it doesn't feel rushed i think yeah it's like it has those like a lot of moments that are like sad or slowed down or just like mm-hmm. really beautiful and pensive mm-hmm. but um because of the animation style and like there's just there's just so much to keep track of there's so much to look at even if it's just yeah. a still of like them like them looking over new york while they're upside down like her ponytail at like it was literally so one of my cool. favorite parts it was so beautiful and like so much of the movie is just it's just so fucking gorgeous yeah. that it it just never stops being exciting even in the quieter moments so it's like the pace feels really fast even though it does slow down a lot but in a good way. Like it's mm. never stops being exciting. It never yeah. stops moving. It never stops being interesting to look at, to be in. Like I just want to exist in this world like forever. It's just yeah. like I could watch it again and again and again. Like I've seen Into the Spider-Verse as many times as as any other movie that I've rewatched. But like I mm. love that fucking yeah. movie. And And rightly so. Yeah, and you just, I don't know, it just never gets boring to look at. There's just such, it's so cool looking. Um, But the most exciting thing about it is the to be continued, right? Like, let's hit yeah. on that real quick. Like, I didn't expect that at all. I you actually know? didn't was either. Was we knew I, about? No. I, so we knew that Beyond was coming. I want you guys to, I want to right. set that precedent right now, that we knew that Beyond the Spider-Verse was coming. We just didn't know that it would be coming in this kind of packaging. Um, and I think the, the bold choice to end this with spot arriving in front of his dad is, mm-hmm. is huge. It's like, dude, okay. This is very honestly, dude. Like I do, I will, I will absolutely when beyond comes out, I will add this to the list of greatest trilogies ever made without absolutely question. without it's question. There. It's, and it's it because, be the only reason sorry star wars no that's <laughs> well yeah that, so that's what i'm saying this was very empire strikes backy the, miles gets small victories throughout this but mm-hmm. he never actually wins anything he never comes out on top of anything yeah he stands up for he stands up against um miguel and he's like i'm gonna write my own story but then you realize like he doesn't actually get to do that right away because there's a whole different stories being told because he's now in the wrong the completely the wrong universe and i think i think the choice to make this end on such a holy shit dude moment is the right call at the end of the day because you're like oh my god we've got to wait fucking like we've got to wait a whole year to find out like how obviously it's only a year are you kidding me the fact that it ended on a cliffhanger, like I mean, it is like as brave as everything else about how they're do- how Lord Miller are making these films. Just yeah. like okay, it reminds me of a thing that we will never see a much 
and I said this publicly, lesser creator do, which is. Uh-huh. No, I bet you can't guess what I'm about. George R. R. Martin. Ah, how'd you know? You know me so know well, you. baby. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I knew. And I knew. And you know why? Because I heard the disdain in your voice. And that's the only thing. You're going to make me get so mad. Because you were so mad. <laughs> I knew Dude, it. It's so true, though. Like, everybody, no, it really is. every now and then, you know, some sweet summer child will come on Reddit and say, oh, I bet you the reason George R. R. Martin's taken so fucking long to make the winds of winter is because he's going to release dream of, St- dream of spring along with it and finish the whole series. And I'm like, bitch, no, but he's not writing you anything ignorant fool. and we're never going to see any of it. Yeah. yeah we'll never get it. None of it's going to be released. We're never going to read those books. And, uh, it is like, so as someone who has like suffered under George R. R. Martin and like <laughs> heard this come up every, yeah. every couple of months, somebody will say it. Um, it's just so cool to see somebody actually do it. They actually went and made two movies without telling anyone. Like, I understand there's post, but that movie's made. You don't have shit ready yeah. to release in a year that's not done. Like, that. there's there's post-production, and post-production can involve writers, and it may be delayed, and, there's, and I support the writers, and I'm aware of all of that, mm-hmm. and that there's still a little bit of work on it. But, like, think about Lord of the Rings released, because they did all of their post-production for each movie in between movies, right? Yeah. During that year was when they got it, like... Well, everything um, was taken care of while they were filming the next one. So they were constantly continuing to move forward. They filmed all three at once for Lord of the Rings. They did yeah. all of principal photography in one and then worked post. And they would come back like for reshoots and stuff at some points during those times. Like they were or t- it, not really reshoots at that time. It was like pickups. But uh, yeah, they were done. Right. They filmed mm-hmm. all three of them. So yeah. the same with this. They have they have done both of these movies. It's done, and they made them at once, mm. and it's just so fucking cool and so brave. And who does yep. that? And it's just like, oh my god, you surprise made two movies and are gonna give us the second one in a year? Like we knew it was coming, but we thought it would be forever, right? I would have thought it'd be another four years. It's been for it's been almost five years since this came out. I think it yep. has been five years. Mm-hmm. Oh Jesus Christ! Um, <laughs> there's a lot that's happened since yeah. 2018. <laughs> um, but it's just so spectacular, isn't it? Like it I'm is. just like, oh man. And I love that you use that word. <laughs> so many times all day I will be everything is gonna be amazing and spectacular. Yeah. Uh, um no, I really I one hundred percent agree with you. Um obviously we have to talk about the way it looks. Um and all yeah, of I think that. it's a Banksy. See, that's what I love about these movies is there's so much like random commentary like that throughout this movie. Like if people call it like, why do people call it an ATM machine? Because machine is the M in machine. And that's what he's saying to spot when they first get there. And that's when they're talking in the museum. He's just like, yeah, I think it's Banksy. Like, it's just like, I missed that one on the ATM, even though I watched it like three times now. There's so much. I can't wait to be able to watch this with subtitles. Like, I want this to release immediately. I'll be watching with subs. Yeah. And then it's just like, it's so much like this movie is so self-aware and it's also so aware of like the overall pop culture universe as a whole. Like the fact that they just outright did the Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man meme. Yeah. Is, and they did it like seven times. My theater is, really liked that when they did it in Spider yeah. Society. Like the it big, was hysterical, big time they dude. Really liked that. Yeah. Get Spider-Man. Me? Or like <laughs> it... <sighs> 
it's not even just so much about like how it looks because the movie does change its artistic style just about every universe they go to. Like Gwen's universe is gritty and dark and kind of like it looks like it's been rained on. It's like pastels, like a yeah. pastel look. Isn't it just beautiful? Like mm-hmm. I, I think this is probably the most beautiful movie I've ever seen. Like this one, more so than the, the, the original. This one looks better than the original. The only reason I'm going to disagree with you, and I can't believe I, I'm saying this because I did put this above into the Spider-Verse, is there was no shot in this like the Leap of Faith from Into the Spider-Verse. I'm going to give you that. That That is, okay, that moment when Miles like breaks the glass, yeah. like, what's up danger scene from Into the Spider-Verse is the single sexiest thing that I have ever seen. Yep. Um, yeah. It's fucking, that's the coolest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. But and overall, I think that's, this movie was, I don't know, they're both, they're both gorgeous. Like, I love when they first meet Gwen and they're, like, flipping through the, uh, the like, autumn, the, the autumn things, forest. yeah. But <laughs> overall, I think, that, and probably especially because there's so many different worlds that they go to, like, Gwen's universe is, like, so distinct and like i don't know some of the scenes where they're looking over the city and like i think that the the graphics look better in this Mm -hmm. one like they're improved slightly so definitely i thought the the minute that they went to moonbotten that was the first thing i thought was like this looks incredible so sick the best part i fucking love moonbatten i'm obsessed with moonbatten and i have been like sending stuff about it to my brother-in-law who's from mumbai oh my god that's awesome (laughs) Like Indian Spider Man's so fucking cool, dude. He <laughs> is, and he's so fucking funny. He's the leader, uh, Prabhakar, uh, right? I can't pronounce it. Parbakar. Parbak. I I don't yeah, have it written like down that. in front of me, but I have it. It's later in the notes. It's like a play on Peter Parker, just like Peter Parked uh, Car no, and all that no stuff shit, and all that. Well, no, I know, but like it's like all know. of them are like that. Like <laughs> except Again, for no, shit. that's what's so pivotal about miles's story is that and gwen's to be honest is they're not peter parker they're not like you even we even have peter b parker back with mayday and all that stuff and it's like it doesn't necessarily that's why i think it's like it's so fucked up that miguel is like you're not even supposed to be here kind of thing oh we're gonna we're gonna get there yeah like yes it it is so impactful but like on the on the just the the visual side of things, like the jumping between universes thing, I would have liked to have seen a leap of faith scene when Miles jumps off the train. But we didn't really get anything like that. It looked cool, it but it did wasn't look cool. nothing will ever hit that that Yeah. Like that was that was the music and the mm-hmm. the crescendo of the plot. There was so much going into that beyond just the look of it even, but agreed. Like that I yeah. didn't get anything that hit as hard as that as what's up danger from the original movie. Yeah. But overall, this was Oh yeah, it for was sure. Just so but to, I don't know. Either I way. I think that's on me too. Like I I I shouldn't have gone in expecting to get another like leap of faith 2.0 or whatever. Like I shouldn't have like done there's that. There's some things you just can't quite Yeah. And yeah. I think that's like on my first watch. I I really I shouldn't have done that because also, like. Go ahead. Sorry. No, you're fine. Um, in the theater with surround sound, I'm a huge like audio guy too, and like there is nothing sicker in this movie than when the platform on the office building is falling and it's just like 
sliding down the side of the city. And I'm like, this is so like the base in this alone is so good. Yes. And dude. you feel like you're there. And holy shit, that car just fell. And I feel like the car fell right beside me. And it's just like it's so well mixed. This okay, if it's not gonna win best picture, that's what it'll win for for sure. Best animated sound um mixing. feature film and sound mixing. Sound sure. mixing, uh maybe Guardians will be and, and like is there a soundtrack award or is it all score or no, it'd be best original score, or best original song. Yeah. Um, Which there, I don't know what song you could pull from this one. But. Last when it came, the first movie I think "What's Up Danger" was written for this, wasn't it? It was for sure. Um, I'm not positive, but the point is, if if my question was, is this the most beautiful movie ever made, and the answer was to compare it to its immediate predecessor and nothing else, then yeah, I think these are the most beautiful movies ever made. Like I can't think of anything that's more just full-on stunning all the way through like literally stunning like has you just like what the fuck for the whole movie i cannot think of anything animated or live action that is this stunning and beautiful and incredible looking there are definitely no feature films that i would ever put beside this one there are there's there are two scenes that come to mind um from a show they're an anime so obviously say, you're not going to know. Being an anime out there that yeah, there's an anime called for those of you who are for you listeners who are anime fans. There is a scene in Demon Slayer when he's fighting the Lesser Moon Spider Brother. The yeah, you know exactly what I'm talking about, and it's just like it's vibrant, it's bright, it's beautiful, it's slow, and it's just like the word. I I'm pretty sure my mouth was open the entire time I watched that scene. But that's how I felt about the majority of this movie, too, was my mouth was open. Like, almost if I wasn't oh, yeah. laughing, I was just like, holy shit. Stunning. I mean, yeah. it's so beautiful. And I know everyone's like, okay, move on. We know it's pretty, but like, fuck. So no, nice. you guys look. Um, But I just think, I think it's like, I don't know. It's It's just everything about it is like so incredible that we can do this. I think that's the bigger yeah. point is like, it looks good, but really what is so impressive to me is that they have like Lord and Miller have done something so different, so unique, so visually and emotionally fucking incredible. And it's just such an, such an amazing feat. And it's only, we can only do this because of all the spiders that came before, Mm -hmm. which is something we'll circle back to a lot. Obviously like it is, is both a like very real, like meta commentary reality about this movie and also the plot which is fucking incredible the way that they've like wound these these things together uh, a lot like what we talked about in titanic yeah there was so much in the plot of titanic that really paralleled the real life meta commentary around what happened in titanic that just works and you couldn't do this without all the other spider movies uh and and anybody who's talking about superhero fatigue i just am like i get that i really do and this is the kind of thing that i use as an example when people say i'm tired of all we had so many superhero movies and i'm like yes and i understand if that's not your game i know that theaters have been taken over by it i think those are valid concerns Mm -hmm. and the fact that it gives us something like this and the doors are just open for people to come in and say, I want to do something with this story that can only be done because we have so many iterations of this story and yeah. visually and plot wise is fucking cool. Yeah. 
I mean, like, dude, the fact that we have live action recaptures of Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire and that that guy that looks just like Childish Gambino <laughs> came back and recorded brand new scenes of him in the Prowler suit, mm-hmm. which he was teased for in Homecoming. And like. And it looks flawless. You're not just like, what the fuck? Dude, and then he fucking the spot is jumping between universes and just has a conversation with Mrs. Chen from Denim. That was awesome. I was so happy when that happened. Dude, I, oh my God, I went to see this alone and I hit the guy next to me. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) I was, it's just like, it, it didn't look out of place. It looked like this is so believable. Like they're between worlds and everything about Spider-Man is so insane already. Like a pig dressed like a spider and all like this one chicks in a mech and like, what the (laughs) fuck? And like, it's just, it works because it's so insane and Mm -hmm. you get this like incredible visual storytelling before you even get to the story, which I feel like we need to do now with literally the most heartbreaking fucking comment I think I've ever heard in my life. I genuinely dude, like after watching all the dope ass swing fight through the museum and her beating the shit out of this sick looking vulture, by the way, back to visuals, the Da Vinci vulture was cool as fuck Yeah, for her to go through all this and save all these people. One of which was her dad for her dad to still try to arrest her is literally one of the most heartbreaking things I've ever seen in a, in a, in any comic book movie. Maybe even any just movie in general. He like knee jerk reaches for his gun. Yeah. And, yeah, and when she says, "Are you really this afraid of me?" Yeah, that devastating. Yeah. Ruinous. I was Leave like, "You put behind. your gun down. Please put your gun down." But I, I was like, "And that's why I get it. it." Like, yeah, I was like, "I get it." I dude. love like, Gwen. Oh, I love Gwen. She's I She's Miles is great and I want him in the MCU, but I want Gwen in the MCU so much more than I want Miles in the MCU. Like you guys don't even know. Dude. Okay, wait. I forgot to get my charger. Let me get it. And then I want to tell my my feeling about how amazing Spider-Man would have succeeded if it had been about Gwen. And then oh none of God. this would have happened because we wouldn't have <laughs> we wouldn't have Tom Holland. But my computer's gonna for real die. Hang on. By the way, I don't know if you can see it, but in the top right, just above your picture, is there a time remaining countdown? Uh, let me look. I have it like smallish so I can see the notes. Mm. Um, no, I don't have time remaining. Okay, because Zencaster just put new limitations on recording. We only have 72 minutes left for this episode. So just okay. so you're aware. But I mean, we can always just like just keep an eye on it. If we need to open up a different one, we can, right? We should be able to, yeah. But just so you're like you're aware, this so I may not fuck with the time too badly. Like get to it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I mean, let's... we're making good time anyway, so it doesn't even matter. 
Well, we'll skip my story. Even though no. I'm... <laughs> Why? Tell me about Gwen. I love Gwen. She's my favorite. <laughs> no, I, I, um, I think that had they like when they rebooted and did the Andrew Garfield movies, mm. I think that had they done those and had it be Spider Gwen. Although I don't know if she existed in the comics at that point. She did. She did. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Um, as Spider Gwen or just as. So she didn't appear until 2014. Her first official like appearance so no, was. So she wouldn't, she didn't exist as Spider Gwen when Amazing Spider-Man came out. Wasn't Amazing Spider-Man like 2015? No, you're right. It was, it was like, like 20. No, it was, it was no, way sooner event, than that. Like, no, Ultron was 2018. Or sorry, right. uh, uh, Avengers War, was 2012 right? and Infinity War was 2018. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, before that. So, like, I I believe that had they, uh, had they, if she had existed, um, if it had been her, it would have been way more successful and not like the same old, same old reboot. But then we wouldn't be, we wouldn't have anything that we have today. Because it would have been successful and they wouldn't have had Tom Holland. Sony would have <laughs> yeah. kept their franchise yeah, They never would have done this crossover. We never would have had. None of this would be happening. So yeah. I guess I'm not sorry about that. Um, In an no. alternate world, there is a version of the Spider-Verse that started with Gwen and Lindsay's still happy. Yeah. And we, yeah, I really, <laughs> really like Gwen. She's just so cool. But um, I do like that the movie opens with her and... Mm. Yeah, the whole thing with her dad is just fucking devastating. And then that she gets, like, rescued, right? Like, Jessica and Miguel didn't want to take her because of her connection with Miles, right? Like, that was the goal. They were like, no, you have to stay here. And then they see that her dad's about to harass her. And Jessica's like, okay, okay. Yeah, even Miguel is like, god damn it. Yeah. That was. she says it later in the movie, doesn't she? Where she's like, what if... uh, what if they send me home? Doesn't she say that? She says I'm that a home. lot when she's uh, when she well, she says it when she goes. She doesn't know Miles is watching her, and she finds out that the spot is gone. She's like, "Oh my god, this is bad! I failed. What if they send me home?" Like, yeah. and then she tells Miles that when he first appears inside and gets the day pass, so he doesn't get <laughs> like glitched out or whatever. I didn't know they gave that to adults. That's great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, she says it again. She's like, Miles, you don't understand. Like, they could send me home. Like, I could, this could be over. And I'm like, dude, okay. And that's the hardest part about it is Gwen has fallen in love with the Spider-Verse and this, like, Spider-Police Force and all that stuff so much that, like, she dreads going back home. Not I just because of her dad, but losing all of this. Yeah. Yeah, but I think she's really afraid to go home. Like, oh, I think she, she is too, do? for like, sure. Her dad was going to arrest her. Like, she was yeah. like, they rescue her out of this, and it's like, oh my god, like that's, uh, um, but I think like her when she goes back, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I like I like a lot when she goes back. To, I like everything about this movie. Start every fucking <laughs> sentence with the, those words. Um, but when she does go back to her universe, when she does get sent back, right. And she sees her dad and she has that like great conversation with him where she's Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, do it. Like she's just, it's the first time she's seen him since he's known like who she is. Right. Yeah. And she's coming home and she effectively does break the canon. 
which we're going to come back to this where I, I'm very excited to talk about this concept and all the things yep. around Miguel and Miles. Like we're going to, as usual, get to the big stuff towards the end of the episode. <laughs> but, um, which I don't know why we do it that way, but because I, I don't know, I like to save the best for last, I That's guess. That's just but, where we are, yeah. Yeah, it's just what we That's do. That's the formula. It's just how I organize the notes. It's my incredible OCD brain. Uh but I, she does kind of effectively break the canon when she like, her dad like quits being. He's like halfway through. Quits her being speech. a cop. She says, yeah. I won't be a cop. I won't be the chief. And it's like, is that a loophole for her? And so it it kind of proves that there's room for adjustment mm-hmm. in this whole canon multiverse thing. So just like hold on to that thought because personally, spoilers, I believe Miguel to be full of shit, and we'll talk about that. But, uh, shocking. Yeah. No, I'm, I don't <laughs> buy a word of it. I'm like, but so but i love gwen's like search for a band like lord and miller do an analogy yeah. really 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 well yeah i also like it's like it revolves around gwen but it is still part of miles's story but it's like it's so obvious that both miles and gwen are into each other but I miles know. also like worries about obi but gwen's worries about spider bite Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I see you. Okay, yeah, they yeah, both yeah. That's do. true. They will be more overtly, but I like that moment with Spider-Man yeah. where they have a little bit of chemistry, and Gwen like webs Miles with hers, yeah. like absolutely not, and like grabs. Yeah, that was. <laughs> they yeah, have I, a really cute little teenage love, and it's like that's so why I'm sweet really, together. Yeah, I'm. I'm really, really hoping that Beyond ends with the two of them together. Because I can't, you know, what's going to really irritate me is if they just, we go through all this and we know that they have this teenage love and we know that they're fighting for each other and they can't admit it. And you want to just see the sparks fly. I'm going to be really pissed if they go back to each other's respective universes and they're just like, I've got a friend out there. Like, no, I can't. No, that's how the first one ended. It won't. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, I can't, I can't do that. I would like for them to be together, but I also, well, okay. But I, I actually, I actually think that they as I'm thinking, as I'm like thinking out loud, I, I bet you them together in a way that breaks canon is what happens. Cause I do think that's where we're going with this. And she yeah. says in every other universe, Gwen Stacy falls for Spider-Man. It doesn't end well. And it doesn't I mean, end well, which is a nice all, play on words. First of all. Yeah. It's hard. It's rough. It's very difficult to hear, but also we're like, <laughs> I saw that happen. <laughs> the use of the words fall for. Yeah. It's just, I'm, I'll never recover. It is ruinous. The fact yeah. that she says it that way, because you know that that's what she's seen, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I would like to see them take that risk and face that fear, because she's mm-hmm. obviously scared of that. And not just that. Most definitely. Like, of heartbreak, but that she could die, right? Like, it like it could be her. Like, we don't know yeah. um, what that would look like. So she's, like, scared of all of the things. And I'd like to see them like face that and break the canon mm-hmm. and like be together and have a happy yeah. ending. That's what I'm saying, dude. Like it really wouldn't be like all that difficult for me to get to see that. I feel like that's what's going to happen. If it doesn't, I'll be really upset. That's why I sound trepidatious. I'm like, all oh, the yeah. things we want in the world could be if we just Lord Miller would just give it to us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I like how she is scared to break the canon as well, right? Like, I feel like she's not just scared of getting hurt physically or emotionally, but that to not 
end up like hurt one way or the other would break canon. Yeah, it's going to destroy her either way. She and in her mind, and this has this like lose, 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 lose. Whereas Miles says, "Well, there's a first time for everything," and it's like, "Yeah, there is, Miles. You're fucking right. There is. Break that canon. Break it all. (laughs) I just, I love this movie. I love what. Oh my god. Like I." And again, we can only do that and ask those questions in a world where we've had this many Spider-Man movies and like in a where we're just brave enough to just be like, let's just fucking go. Like, let's. Yeah, for Let's real. just say it's it all Pedal counts. Pedal of the metal. Let's go. Every, yeah. just, nothing is off the table at this point. It all counts. Let's just yeah. do it. Like, I just. Ah, oh, it's so good. Um, But. Yeah, I like I like the story, too, with Miles and, and Gwen and Lair. They both are looking for belonging. Yeah, I think that's a big part of it, too, is it's not just about them, like, trying to be Spider-Man. It's like, yeah, you're already Spider-Man. There's Spider-Man exists or whatever. It's like, no, you want to be your own story, but you want to be a part of more than just, like, being left on your own kind of thing. Because it does suck. You see Gwen try to, like, have friends in the beginning, and it just doesn't work. And it's well, like no one she's under being a bitch. She is kind of being a bitch. I will. Yeah. And that was my first thought too. I was just kind of like, through a lot, but she's not very nice to her bandmates. Yeah. I was like, there's really no reason for us to be doing this right now. <laughs> she's, she's going through a lot, but I mean, I can't, it's just so sad that like we, t- we talked about her dad's reaction to it, but like the fact that I know we saw in a quick flash in the or, or in the first movie that Peter was the lizard and that she killed Peter and it was like I wasn't there to save my friend but it was like this was like oh my yeah. god that was horrifying and we see her like having dinner with Aunt May all the time and being like they're all buddies and I was like oh no Gwen I, was, yeah. I just I love her so much but yeah they they want that they want that community they want like they say when they um are having that great like upside down looking over the city scene uh they're the same in the ways that matter right and so having someone that they can like relate to right not just having a tribe but like having someone who like really gets it and they both are going through this thing where they don't feel like they well miles doesn't feel like he can tell his family and and gwen just found out like the worst possible outcome (laughs) of telling them like they could not have gone worse so they both feel like they don't have anyone who gets it or who they can really talk to or be honest with and like share their whole selves and it's like Oh, what are you supposed to do? Have spider community and be together. And all they've both wanted to do is find one another. Like, like yeah. Miles says, I want to go to school at Princeton. I want to learn. I could learn how to travel the multiverse. Mm-hmm. That's like his, he wants to do that even way before he has any concept that he could do it. Like, Without having to go exist. to school. Yeah. Like that's, he can already yeah, do Like it. he thinks he might be able to be like the Miguel in this situation and like yeah. create that. And she is like so fast to go with them, right? Like she wants to go see Miles, yeah, just as badly as he wants to go see her, and it's just like, oh, oh yeah, and we find out right away that that's not why she's there, and that she did in fact break the rules to go see Miles, right? Um, and then speaking of traveling the multiverse, that's a, a good segue. It is a great segue, actually. <laughs> uh, talk about the next the next character on our list. Um, the the greatest addition. Yeah, which arbitrarily, despite the nice segue, because uh, and we'll talk a little bit more about Gwen when we talk about Miles, but let's talk about the spot. Yeah. Um, what did you think of this guy? Did you like this villain? If you guys want to want to see how to take 
a, a relatively like goofy idea and turn it into what could arguably be one of the greatest villains to ever exist in comic book history. First of all, the spot is such a stupid name. And I think that's why it works so much is it's like, you're not supposed to take this guy seriously until he touches the collider. And then you're like, this is such a huge fucking deal. And like, up to that point, he's been goofing around, right? Like he's trying to have conversations with them while they're fighting him and trying to arrest him and stuff. And he's trying to steal the ATM machine and it falls into the street. And the, <laughs> I don't know if you noticed this uh, in your rewatches, but when he's trying to create the portal to make the ATM machine go away and it appears in the crosswalk outside, there's just some guy going, hey, who put this ATM machine right here? And it's just I like, why the that. fuck would you say that? Like, that's so dumb. <laughs> but it's like, it's, the spot is very real. He's just a regular dude who got hit in the face with a fucking bagel in the first one. Um, Smashing a bagel. Yeah. It's so <laughs> funny. It was so good. It was really good to like create this continuity between the two movies that it creates this like immediate, um, like understandable bridge. You're like, okay, I get why he's doing this. It's not just like as Miles streets him a villain of the week. Mm-hmm. And he does have genuine pain and he does have genuine irritation and he is genuinely funny. But I think the greatest part about him is he from the beginning was actually always a major threat to everything creating the portals or whatever is one thing but when he goes inside himself and then realizes he can jump around that's when he's like holy shit i can be so much better and that's when he's not goofy anymore that's when he's like i'm focused up i can actually do something about this he also gets less goofy when miles like treats him with disrespect yeah, he's he like, like very quickly. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. You walked away from my fight in the middle of the fight and yeah, then came back to it after your parent teacher conference. Fuck you. Like, are yeah. you kidding me? I deserve more respect than that. Like he he starts to power up and gets like way more serious and way more pissed. Yeah. And as it soon all as it culminates. Being fun, he's not being taken seriously. Well, that's what it is, is it all culminates in Miles miscalculating how to address the situation. And it shows how badly he still needs somebody around to help him Mm -hmm. because Parker would have like made quips, but he would have dealt with it still. And like, I'm going to be honest, like the, the design for him wasn't great. Unfortunately for both of us, this is skin. Like it's not a suit or whatever. I actually liked it. I thought it was a cool design. I think I it's it a neat, sick like a design. Film, yeah. Like a know? Rorschach test or something kind of like, that's yeah. kind of my interpretation of it. But when he becomes a legitimate, like, damn, I would have a poster of this dude in my room. If I was into Spider-Man villains still yeah. is when he touches the collider and it's no longer a joke. He's yeah. no longer a goofy guy in like a white faceless suit. He is an actual reality distorting, almost like deity. And then he just disappears. And I'm like, holy shit, dude. Now we have a legitimate issue. And now you're in trouble with Miguel. Right. Yeah. I loved, I loved everything about the spot. I love Jason Schwartzman. I love Wes Anderson and he's in tons of Wes Anderson movies. He's the main character in the new asteroid city. Uh, he is Gideon Graves in Scott Pilgrim versus the world. I love him. He is, he is just a great choice for this and he does banter very well with, with miles. So that was, that was a real treat for me. So yeah. Yeah. 10 out of 10. 
I liked him a lot, and I really liked the villain of the week versus like the nemesis. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me a lot of Lego Batman, which is also Lord and Miller. And one of the big mm-hmm. like cruxes of Lego Batman is the Joker saying, "I'm your nemesis. I'm your your main villain. Yeah, you know, I created you. You created me. Like we are like." we need each other. We love each other. We yeah, have this, exactly. like, special relationship. Right. And that the spot like wants to be that. Mm-hmm. And miles doesn't treat him that way. Obviously, like I said, he doesn't like that very much, but <laughs> they did create each other. I really enjoyed how much he directly carries on from the first movie. Like miles yeah. through the bagel at him that he was created in the collider, that none of this happens without that. And mm-hmm. this, well, and this that movie, miles doesn't happen without him either. That's right. the other important part too. Sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off, but yeah, no, no, no you're right because he brings the spider in that bites Miles from mm-hmm. Earth forty two, right? Like they actually do create each other, and the spot is like a super dangerous bad guy, mm-hmm. um, and has a cool, crazy power. Uh, even though he's just trying to rob an ATM in the beginning, like, <laughs> steal an not, ATM. Yeah, it's like the <laughs> shittest goals. Uh, if Miles had just taken him seriously, it could have been a beautiful friendship. But yeah. it's like. Uh, I love how much it clearly follows on from the first movie, though, like more so than like a Spider-Man 2, for example, like not just the villain, but the whole plot of this movie yeah. and how much it really depends on the plot of the first one. And it's not like, oh, the multiverse exists now. Here's this like separate adventure. It's like, no, this whole thing is like. It's weird that this is just like part two of part three, like it's weird that they're not, yeah. more, you know, but I think the first one was so so brave such a risk in making that movie they had to make sure it was going to work they couldn't say to be continued but like yeah um (laughs) it's really cool how much this trilogy works off of itself more so than Mm -hmm. homecoming to far from home to no way home far from home to no way home a little closer not still not quite on the level of this of like really the plot just being like thrust forward by the prior movie this is like so cool the way that it does it yeah, I mean, the MCU and their continuing storyline is more based on, like, last time on Spider-Man. This is, like, yeah, this is exactly why we're here. It's not just, like, because, like, even Stephen Strange makes a joke about it, which, by the way, guys, the fucking shout-out jab that at, at 1999 and that Doctor Strange. And he's like, wait, who's Doctor Strange? That sounds awesome. Um, all <laughs> yeah, of that, that stuff was, was a such great, a good shout-out. A great line. Um, but so yeah, spots awesome. Like I, I love the continuation and I, it's very ominous when, yeah, when he touches the collider and then when he comes back into miles universe, uh, to fucking kill Jeff and I can't handle that, but, uh, I'm excited to see him be taken a little more seriously in round two because Mm -hmm. I, I liked, I liked seeing his evolution. Um, he originally wasn't about- even supposed to be the main villain, by the way. It was supposed to be, and I'm going to say this a little bit later when we get into him, but it was supposed to be Miguel. And I'm really fucking glad that they did not do that. Miguel oh, is more like a misguided hero. He's like... Miguel's a bad guy. We just don't know it yet. Well, yeah, I'm sure he is. He wasn't of this movie, though. To be, He was not the That's what I mean. Like, yeah, movie, he's yeah. definitely not the good guy, but he's not yeah. like the villain. No, Spot was definitely like really feeling like the villain up yeah. to the um, Miles Prowler reveal. Mm, and then yeah. it's like, oh, that was a that. sick scene, too. Yeah. Well, God, I loved that. That was so cool. Um, but yeah, love the spot. Love where, where we're going with him. Love that he still matters. Like the whole thing, the whole nemesis versus villain of the week thing. I just, I, it was done so well. 
let's talk about our remaining side characters and then get into the meat of this. Um, Peter B. Parker is my favorite thing. I love him so much, dude. (laughs) (laughs) He had a terrible mentor. Yeah, he did. (laughs) I just, he was amazing. He was wearing fluffy slippers and a robe. Oh my God. Yeah. He's got a robe the entire time. He's got Mayday in one of those kid carrying things. And Mayday Parker, that's, that's a, um, like a canon, not not this canon, but it, that's a comic canon character, right? That's like a she's a real oh, like is she real? Yeah, yeah. She so in the comics, she actually becomes another version of Spider Girl. That's awesome. yeah. Her real name is May Mayday Parker. Oh, she was so cute. Yeah, I loved her. She was really funny. All her big red hair and like <laughs> love- she was the cutest thing. Hold the baby. Dude, when he's like, I feel like if you would just hold her for like a minute, like you would just feel so much better. I knew I shouldn't have made those web shooters for her. I knew it was a bad idea. And I'm like, this guy is so negligent. It's fucking hilarious. Like, this is bad parenting. This is the worst parenting. And I like how MJ is just like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. She's just like, you took her out with you, didn't you? No. <laughs> when I told you that I wouldn't, no way. <laughs> I like how she has her little knitted Spider-Man mask that she put like her mask over his face. <laughs> Dude, she was she was like, I did not know I needed that. And like him forcing Miguel to hold her because she's crawling and swinging around everywhere, and he's like, "You're not listening, so I'm going to stop the baby from flinging out, like swinging everywhere." It was just trying funny to put like, a dumb conversation yeah. and he's like all over him. <laughs> I like when when Peter B is like showing the pictures of her. He's and she's right there. And oh yeah, that's like just so real. Yeah, that's <laughs> the most dad thing ever. He's like, isn't she the cutest thing? And she's like trying to touch his phone with this pictures is the of her. One and she's right there. Yeah. <laughs> I'll make it all love this one and like the whips over. <laughs> <laughs> uh, loved, 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 loved. She was amazing. Uh, and yeah, I liked I liked seeing Peter B with MJ and yeah. all of just I liked his conversation with Miles a lot. Like, yeah, I'm feeling a little confused about him in this movie because I'm kind of like I want to believe that Peter B would like not bullshit Miles, but also I feel like he wouldn't bullshit him unless he. I don't think he's bullshitting him. I think he thinks he is doing the right thing by not telling yeah. him. Gwen, I think, I think is just do. afraid of losing a friend. But I think Peter B is genuinely like, you don't need to know this to be a good Spider-Man. Like you mm-hmm. can be okay, but if you know this, it can drastically change how you, you know, become. Because he'll he could turn into Peter B. Parker from Into the Spider Verse. He could be jaded and worn down and hateful of everything that's going on. So I mm-hmm. think he is. I think he genuinely thinks he's doing the right thing. He's also and to a I degree think, he is. Um, go go ahead. Sorry. No, just to to a degree he is doing the right thing. I think not telling Miles that he quote never was supposed to be a Spider Man. I think there's no reason for Miles to ever hear that. Like I, there's, uh, yeah, we're gonna talk about the validity, like what it, how, yeah. how to earn being a spider. What's the, what makes you a valid Spider Man? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It just like Miguel saying that was literally just him saying that to try and demotivate Miles from fighting back. Yeah, I don't think there's any uh, like validity behind that, and I think that's what Peter 
I think that's why they made the choice to have Gwen say we didn't know how to tell you from having Peter say we didn't know how to tell you. Because I feel like Peter would know enough to be like, there's no – it's not important for you to think that. I think that Peter and Gwen are coming from different places on it. And we'll get we'll, – we'll talk about this more. But I think that like yeah. Peter B. has like been through – Oh yeah. All of these canon events and Gwen hasn't necessarily been through all of all of them, right? Like um yeah. like her dad is still on the chopping block as far as she knows. So like yeah. she has a little bit of a different perspective, whereas Peter B is like a much older spider who's probably I think a lot of the spiders are looking at this as like, well, we all went through it and you have to too. Yeah. Right. So I, I think it's that's probably where he's coming from. I think he's a little blinded by the fact that it just feels like everybody has to experience this. And there has well, to be some kind of tragedy yeah. and Parker can't be like, well, that's the other thing, too. Yeah, it's like he's like Spider-Man, he's be... not Parker. Yeah. Well, and a lot of them aren't, right? Yeah. You most know, of them, like, actually, uh, most of them aren't. Yeah, most of them are not Peter Parker, which is interesting. I mean, I'm sure most of them are Peter Parker, but most of the ones that we meet are not Peter Parker. Yeah. So. I don't know. I but anyway, I'm I'm interested to see what what plays out for Peter B in beyond um now that he joins the band and like what they all learn about yeah. about the canon uh and how that impacts him in beyond cuz I I'll be interested to see like the older spider's perspective on that. Yeah. Uh, but Shout out to uh, Spider Punk, one of our other main like side <laughs> Obi. guys. Yeah, he was funny as fuck. Obi. Yep. Why do um, you just keep taking stuff like that? What? You don't know if they need this. Well, I like that he's like low key. Like that's how he makes the the watch for Gwen, right? He's just stealing shit through the movie. Yeah. That's how he makes it, and mm-hmm. we just see him like taking crap uh, throughout the movie, and it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um. And, yeah, oh, like and then how... the way he dips out is so clean, too. He's just like, by the way, I quit. And he throws his watch off as he goes through the portal and the watch stays behind. So he can't come back. I was like, dude, this guy's actually fucking legit. He's extremely cool. And he's definitely more Gwen's speed than Miles is. Yeah, like, Miles is. is getting there, but yeah. he's, a, a he's what Miles knows. will be. Yeah, Are you even cooler awesome. without your mask on? I was always cool. Yeah, like, I'm like, I was dude. Always- <laughs> like he's awesome and um way more Gwen speed. So I yeah. I she's obviously into Miles and mm-hmm. she's scared, but Agreed. uh yeah, he's a very credible threat. Like he's awesome. <laughs> I like him a lot. And I like that he is kind of a low-key reminder not to trust the establishment. I mean, that's what right? he's all about. Yeah, but he kind of even from the beginning, like when they first get there, you get this idea that he hates the spider society. Like he hates the idea that Miguel set this all up and then they're all on this like printed out path. And it is very Loki about it. Like Obi feels like, uh, why can't I remember her name? Sylvie. Sylvie. She, he feels very much like Sylvie where it's like, I'm going to do the greater good thing or the personal greater good thing. I'm not going to do the, what you think is right thing because it's not about that. And that's kind of what Miles ends up doing too, is he's like, I'm everybody keeps telling me how I'm gonna write my story. And that's not what it's about. And it feels very much like you know, like you have this great idea and it's become corrupted by structure and uh Miguel's rigidity, I think, is a big one. Yeah, and he I mean, and it's it's 
another great like you storytelling because obviously it's like the whole punk anarchy british thing yeah. is like what it is like that's everything that you just said is like defines that trope and yeah. that's the thing that he is <laughs> and it's like yes that's yes that is the point of spider punk um but i do think that we're supposed to not trust miguel and i think it's like an interesting reminder mm-hmm. of that that he keeps like by being his hilarious just who he is like being the trope that he is yeah fits in with where i think this is going um yeah. Honorable mention to Spider Bite. Uh huh. Um, I'm excited to see that she's in the band. Like she's here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Glad that she's here. And super high honorable mention to Pavita. Uh, Prabhakar. Yeah, Prabhakar. Yeah. yeah, the coolest fucking spider. Man, I loved him. He is yeah. my favorite member of the team. Mumbatton's my favorite thing. Yeah. I thought that was so funny. It's like skip the workout because I'm naturally buff and I don't want to get too big. Yeah, and I don't want to get too big, you know. Like my other <laughs> thing about it was like when he um so for those of you who aren't aware, he is actually one of the only Spider-Man in canon who was not bit by a spider. His powers actually came to him through magic. That's cool. Yeah. That's why he uses the type of roping that he uses. Um, uh, because he can't he's not like as technologically if i remember correctly he's not as technologically intelligent as he was before or as as the other ones are but i'm gonna go one step further and give a greater shout out to andy samberg for ben riley slash scarlet spider the emotional emo spider the best dude it was he has two lines in this whole fucking movie and the first one is when he's talking about having a really painful, traumatic memory. And then he has a physical reaction to, oh, that was a particularly painful one. And Miles it's is like, is he okay? harrowing. Harrowing one. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> and then he tries to capture Miles later. And he's like, I've got you trapped in my perfectly defined musculature. <laughs> it's like, dude, this is the most Andy Samberg Spider-Man that you could have asked for. And I don't even so care that he doesn't show up later. I, if that's all I ever got from him, I'm fine with that. That's just that shit was so funny to me. It was it was great. I really appreciated him. Um, yeah, he was hilarious, and I want. I, I'm glad that like we are gonna get more of him. Like he's on like the, the what is very clearly the bad guy team mm-hmm. uh, at the end of this when they come into yeah. Miles' universe with Miguel. Uh, which good good segue to talk about the only Spider Man that's not funny. Yeah, and that's basically how they treat him which is fine because he is like he's quippy when we first meet him at the beginning of the movie but he's still like serious the whole time he like talks about like he's making jokes with um gwen and uh jessica but he's still like can you guys focus the fuck up? Like no one cares about your banter right now or whatever, but he's still acknowledging that they're having fun or whatever. So he's not, he is serious, but he's like, okay, well like every Spider-Man's like this. I have to deal with this or whatever. Mm-hmm. But He doesn't, he is not a quipper. He is not a joker. He is serious from start to finish. And it's basically just moon Knight in the 2099 suit is basically, that's exactly how I feel about it. Yeah, I could see that. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. He's very different from the other spider. Very. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's like way more hardcore. Yeah. Um, and I think it's interesting, like he comes off like he's kind of an adult and not like an aging <laughs> spider like yeah. Peter B, but like he like because Peter B just feels like he like 
stayed young even and i know aging he's yeah. like 35 like he it's, feels it's, like the older brother that's home from college and miguel but, is like the dad that paid for college yeah and it, and it feels like he got his powers later in life which i think yeah. is true to the comics right true. that he's yes. like an adult who becomes spider-man versus most like part of the mythos of spider-man is that it's like something that happens to him when he's a teenager yeah and spider-man's a kid Right. But yeah. Miguel is like an adult who became Spider-Man. Like he's like at his peak. Right? Well, and he was an adult when he fell into this tragedy, too, which is like is which is huge because he should emotionally know how to deal with all this. And yeah. he kind of does, but he takes it like way too far. Like there cannot be no, any like breaking of the canon in any way shape or form there's no way that we would ever look into the possibility that the canon isn't a singular line we can't do that impossible ignore it move on and it's all like it's because he did so he did basically what we all wanted wanda to do yes in find uh, a dead wanda and replace that wanda yeah in um multiverse of madness Right. Everyone's like, mm-hmm. Wanda, you don't have to like go murder the other you or like force your way into this other universe. Like, go find yeah. one where you died and go be the mom. And that's what Miguel does. And then it creates like apparently this like incursion event, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like, for lack of better terminology, that like, do- but they're very unclear about this, which we'll talk about in one second. They're very, yeah. very vague about what the consequences are of breaking the canon and that that's what he did by like, taking the place of his dead self and going into this other universe, right? That he created some kind of issue that like it couldn't work. But I felt like that was really vaguely explained. Like what exactly happened? The only thing you really kind of gather is that the universe is destroyed. It can't sustain the pro- the incorrection in that universe. But mm-hmm. here's the problem with that is like, where's Dr. Strange? Because that's his whole job. Well, and that that gets into a more complicated IP conversation. No, and I get that. I'm just saying, like, he mentions him, so he knows that he exists, which means he knows that that's his job, is to protect his reality, douchebag. Uh, those are some but, leaps. I'm going to go ahead and say that might be a throwaway reference line. I think I think those are some big leaps in terms of, like, I don't think we can draw character motivation out of that line. No, no, no. I don't mean, like, character motivation. I mean, like, <clears throat> I mean, like, the universe. Like, just because Spider-Man, like, the universe is only controlled by the effects of Spider-Man on the on reality. Like, I don't think that's fair. Otherwise, there would be, like, uh, an no, Iron Man society or, like, a Doctor Strange right. society or anything like that. Like, every hero that could potentially affect the multiverse would have to have their own version of, like, a police force on reality. But this makes it seem like it's only Spider-Man is the one that controls the reality. And if Spider-Man fucks it up, no one else is going to be like, Iron Man, that's an incursion in 442. Go take care of that. It's like only the Spider-Men show up. I think that's like the only thing that really confused me was like, why is it just them? And I think, well, because in this universe, there there aren't explicitly other heroes. Like I get it, they mentioned Doctor Strange. Once, yeah, but it's it's not it's not canon to this universe at this point, except to draw the logical conclusion that if, and this is what a lot of people have said, if Andrew Garfield and um, uh, oh, Jesus, thank you, are part of this 
multiverse, this spider verse, mm-hmm. and they are also part of the MCU, then all of the MCU is also part of the spider verse. Like that, right. that it is reasonable logic. Ways. Like yeah. it's, yeah, it does kind of have to go both ways. Like that's, that's pretty reasonable logic. And I think the answer to your question is that Miguel is fucking full of shit. I think I he really is too. do. Like, I think that's why. I think a yeah. lot of a lot of it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to me why he's like, like the what happens if you have this like incursion event, which obviously isn't what they call it, right? We're we're borrowing that language from the MCU. No. <laughs> but I even Gwen calls it out and says like, we don't know what happens. What's going like, to happen? Canon. Yeah. She's like, how do you really know? And, and we never follow up on Moonbotten either. He's like, we're trying to contain it, but like nothing's really going on now. Yeah, how what like it doesn't it does not track. Like yeah. I I really think that everything he's saying is fucking bullshit and that's why it doesn't really make sense that like cuz he shows fascinatingly like the Loki sacred timeline. Yeah, he does, which I thought was really fucking cool. Awesome. And then yeah. within that, and again, I think Disney must be playing. I think that they had not to not in like a super like a big conspiracy extent, but mm. just to the point of like they were over there giving a thumbs up saying, yes, that's fine. Like I'm on board for yeah, all these things. For like, sure. Use these because Tom Holland will be in the next one. I think is confirmed to at least at least in the, the extent that like Andrew Garfield was in this one, you know? Yeah. Or like uh, uh, Donald Glover was in this in some way. Yeah, yeah exactly. I think he'll show up in in some capacity. Disney There's no is- way. And I think that's actually how it should end on board here. Yeah, I, I think so too. And I, and we should talk about that, like of how, how this ends up with miles being in the MCU in but, the MCU. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so sick, but it's such a cool idea. But like, I really think Miguel is, is full of it. I, I don't think that it is explained. And I think like Gwen calls it out. Like he is obviously lying. I don't think the logic here makes sense, but I do, I do enjoy how they showed the Loki timeline and then within that, the spider, like the web of whatever, Mm -hmm. but there's like the spider connection that does go beyond the regular timeline. So that there is something that's like inherently, if not special, then specific about the the many Spider-Men because they're not saying like, these are not all to be clear variants of one another. Some of them are Peter Parker variants. Mm-hmm. right some of them are probably gwen stacy variants and and so on and so on in the infinite well universe. yeah that's that's but, the whole thing is like obi isn't peter parker right penny so isn't peter parker it's just a play on her words or, or play on his name or whatever penny parker or whatever but so it's this different web and these different canons that impact spider-man mm-hmm. not peter parker right which is different from like if you were talking about like a a you know, Council of Doctor Stranges. It's only like going to affect Stephen Strange. Yeah, yeah, it's Stephen Strange. It's not, and that's what they talk about in Multiverse of Madness. It's like, well, the Stephen Stranges are the the really dangerous. Yeah, they're the problem. Or, yeah. or the Loki variants, right? That's not the same as having like a, the all the Captain Americas. So I think that mm-hmm. that's that's fair. I'll give you that. Too, yeah, that this the whole spider thing is actually visually shown as being a separate web from the rest of the timeline. Yeah. Okay. I'm down for that. And it is actually now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, it is a that is a solid explanation to keeping things apart. And it does explain why what happens to them is quote supposed to happen to Spider Man. Like Spider Man is supposed to have a tragic story kind of thing. Uh-huh. What I'm wondering, and this is what I think is going to lead to Miguel being the bad guy and beyond, um, is what if it's Miguel knows there's a way to deal with canon events, but he doesn't, if he can't have a happy ending, no one can kind of thing. 
Like, what if he's now so consumed with the loss that he experienced that he's like, no, no one gets to deal with this. I don't even think that it'll be that he knows how to deal with the canon events. I think it'll be that everything he's saying is bullshit, but it's something mm. to do with what he tried to do with his family. Yeah. Because we yeah. saw his universe like falling apart. Like other Spider-Men had to come and help him. Yeah. And I, I don't, I don't know that I can predict what it is, except that I think he's completely full of shit. Yeah. And, and the, the reason that I think that is the finally, um, the, like the main thrust of the movie, yeah, which is like miles and doing things your own way and all of these themes. And, and the thing that Gwen says in the very opening is let's do things differently this time. So differently. Mm hmm which I loved. Yeah. Right. And it's, it's in direct contrast to the, the whole, like the story structure of the first movie. Yeah. I'm let's like, do it let's from do the it top. One more time. One let's more time. Top. Yeah. Um, and it's the same thing. And it's like, and I'm pretty sure you know the rest, right? Yeah. Um, and in this, she says, if you think you know the rest, you don't, mm -hmm. um, let's do things so differently. And I love that concept and that can only exist in a world where we have 10 Spider-Man movies yeah. to go off of. And it's just so much fun. Um, but I think that the, the most fascinating thing that this movie does that sets it above the, its predecessor, actually, um, I think the theme is so interesting to ask, like, does Spider-Man have to be defined by loss? Yeah. Is that a requirement to be Spider-Man? And it really tracks in a meta way back to like how many conversations have people had around um, how many Spider-Man movies end with a funeral? Yep. Like there's so like, I just, I think that's such a great question to ask in the real world as much as in this mm -hmm. movie. Yeah. Like, does that have to happen to Spider-Man? Just like how glad were we all that we didn't have to see Uncle Ben die again for Tom Holland. <laughs> I know, Jesus. And then we got these like three incredible movies building up to Aunt May and she mm -hmm. delivers the big speech. And it's like, okay, so he does have to be defined by that, even though yeah. I, I love that in No Way Home. Um, God, it's such a tough question about like fate and what it means to be Spider-Man and what a like cool thing for this movie mm -hmm. to do. Like it's such a... I think it's a bold take to question a working formula but have the character be the one that questions it not be like this is what we're doing and like this is how the story because i feel like if you didn't have the characters do it and you just kind of threw everybody at like we're not going to do it like this then you get the last jedi situation where it's like we're going to change things up and we're going to make things different but we're not going to tell you about it in a story structure way we're just going to do it behind the scenes. And now the movie's completely different from what you expect. And now like this whole fucking movie's a mess. Yep. This is like them actually identifying like, Oh fuck dude. Like we can change our story. We can change the structure because we have a physical manifestation of their story, which is this spider web. And miles is like, it doesn't have to be this way. And I think that's really, really impactful to, what we're going to see him beyond is that miles gets yeah. to write his own. Yeah. To find his own story. Yeah. And it's just so great the way that like, because we have all of these Spider-Man movies under our belts, we can use that foundation for the canon and like create these canon events, which is yeah. just the coolest. When they said that in the movie, I was like, Oh, that's fucking yeah. sick. Like that's such a cool thing to put in here. And like, we know <laughs> so fundamentally, that these are part of who Spider-Man is. And we know that because we've had 
all these movies and it's just such a masterful use of like the real world spider-man uh weaved into this this storyline within the movie that's like the best superhero story fucking ever for the ways that it does that that it leverages the real world base that we have like leverage the fatigue right take the fact that we have all these movies that like oh my god another spider-man movie right which Mm -hmm. my sister said when i called her and my (laughs) brother-in-law i was like you guys like let's like losing my mind like and my sister's like you were in a spider-man movie there's another spider-man movie yeah. How many Spider-Man? And I was like, no, you don't understand. Like, this movie is like stands above all that. Like, it's so fucking cool. And it's like all about the fact that there's so many Spider-Man movies. And I just <laughs> love that. And I also did the count. Um, Spider-Man does have the most number, I uh, I think, of any comic book character, like the most movies. And it's mm-hmm. as many as Batman. Yep. Uh, I think you, you tell me, because I was thinking about this last night and I didn't know if I had it straight. I'm pretty confident that there are 13 movies with Spider-Man, including Spider-Verse, and 14, and including crossovers, live-action crossovers and Spider-Verse, and 14 with Batman, if you count only the live-action, I'm not counting animated DC movies, Um, if you count only the live-action and crossovers, and the crossover into Wonder Woman. I think it's 14. I'm going to let you do that Ooh. math while I pee. Yeah, you count while I pee. I think it's 13 to 14 to Batman. But I got to pee. You do the math. Did I have it right? So I almost forgot to include um, uh, Suicide Squad because I forgot he's in the first Suicide Squad. So it is 14. I wasn't including Suicide Squad. So wait. because No, it's I got, 13. I'm sorry. It's 13. But I got, okay. The wait, first two. Oh, hold on. Right, there's two, there's Batman, then there's Batman Returns, then there's three Schumacher films, right? And then there's three, Dark three Nolan films, and then there's Batman yeah. v Superman, um, and Justice League, and Suicide Squad. Uh, yeah, which I was forgetting about, and Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. And the Batman. The Batman. And the Flash. I was counting the Flash. And the Flash. So yeah, that's that's fourteen. So that's fourteen. I swear I had fourteen last night. With I must have been counting something that he's not in. Probably Joker. No, I wasn't counting Joker. Maybe I mean I was like falling asleep. But in any case, and then Spider Man has three, two, three, right? So that's eight. Right. 
He's got 10 main movies, including... Uh, Infinity War and Endgame. No, 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 including the Spider-Verse movies. Like, that are Spider-Man movies, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. We got three Raimi films, two Amazing Spider-Men, three Tom Holland movies, two Spider-Verse. Takes us to 10. And then Infinity War, Endgame, and uh, Captain America gives us another three with Civil War. Right, so that takes us to thirteen. Yeah, and then I think that do be it for Spider-Man live action, and plus Spider-Verse. Amazing Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man Two, Homecoming, Far From Home, No Way Home. The Spider-Verse, Spider-Verse Two, Civil War, Civil War, Infinity War, Endgame. Infinity War, Endgame. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Checks yeah. out, right? So so Batman beats Spider-Man by nothing. By like yeah. one barely there. Yeah, that, yeah like a yeah. honorable mention in Suicide Squad gives him that yeah. up. And it's including the Flash which hasn't even released yet. Yeah. So, um Spider-Man's just he's just been in so much stuff and it's just so cool to just the way that they use that it's just so fucking well done um to question yeah. like what has to be canon in spider-man because all those movies do share all of this stuff in common um and everybody knows it and it's just so cool to take what everybody knows and build from there instead of having to start over with uncle ben dying again like just what we can do in in comic yeah. book stories now and superhero stories like when we accept that base, when we don't try to reboot, like what DC should have never rebooted. They should have just played with fucking Nightwing yep. uh, and Robin and stuff and gone with it after the Nolan films. They should have never started again. And that's yeah. what fucked them. And just like building and building and building. And it's just so cool where we are right now in the world of superhero stories. It just makes me really happy. Um, I think it's, it's a big part of it too, is people being smart about the story too. Like, you're not trying to tell the story from like a different, like what if, what if Aunt May died instead of uh, like uncle Ben or like, what if Peter had parents? It's like, no one wants to yeah, see that shit. It. It's not yeah. subverting it. It's using what we have and questioning it and saying, mm -hmm. but do we have to Spider-Man have to be defined by loss? Does it yeah. have to look like that? Can you break that mold? Can you say no to this fate? Um, and what does happen when you break the canon? You yeah. know, like yeah. I, I just, I don't think, um, for a second, like I don't trust Miguel as far as I could thwip him. Right. Like that <laughs> yeah. the, the first movie is all about like anyone can wear the mask Yeah, that all spiders are valid. And I like this question of validity around Spider-Man is, mm -hmm. um, mirrors the real raised. world yeah. as well. Right. Because I think there's a lot of like backlash to Miles Morales. Right. Like as a character being brought in when he first like, showed up, yeah, yeah. Of like, yeah, well, no, but like, Spider Man has to be this or this or this, right? There's like rules around like this is what this is what makes a Spider Man, yeah. And it's and then like Stan Lee was like, "Fuck you guys, Spider Man." Yeah. That's why. <clears throat> that's actually why he drew Spider Man the way Spider Man is drawn. There is no skin showing on Spider Man. There is no defining like immaculate features on him he doesn't have hair he doesn't have anything like that he is anybody under that suit yeah anybody can wear the mask and and miguel tells miles basically you're not a real spider 
because of things that are totally outside of his control. Like Miles yeah. didn't do anything to bring Spider Forty Two into his universe. Yeah, like, his whole argument is like it. that spider shouldn't have been there. Like that doesn't because that spider was there or like wasn't there. That means he's not supposed to be Spider Man. No, what he chooses to do with the powers that he has—that's the whole thing about Spider Man—is what you do with the powers you're given. Yeah, he's still a valid Spider-Man, yeah. but they like question that. Like they like part of the movie is being like, Miles, are you do you really deserve this? Are you really yeah. uh, a Spider-Man? And like absolutely, obviously he is. And like that's the whole thrust of this thing. And I just like I absolutely call shenanigans on all of this. I think he's gonna be the big bad of the next movie. And the message in the end is like You get to try, like say who you are and all that. Yeah. Yeah, I I think that Miles will break all the spiders free of their canon and let them write their own stories. Yeah, I think so. Like give or give them all the, you know, obviously a lot of stuff has already happened to a lot of them, but give them yeah. the the takeaway um, yeah, that they don't that have they to be held to canon way. like to learn that it's all kind of bullshit. I no shot that's not where this is going. It'll be the greatest thing that's ever been done ever. Agreed. I 100% um, agree. And yeah, let's do it so differently. Let's break all of it, and then you can do fucking whatever. Yeah, right. And and it, I just, oh, it's so cool. Um, but it's it's also like so, like one of the other reasons I th- I think that Miguel's stuff doesn't make any sense is like why they don't want to invite Miles, like why Miles is tabooed. Because I get that largely it's because he shouldn't, he apparently shouldn't be Spider Man, yeah. right? That he himself is an anomaly and therefore like a risk to the the canon yeah but i think it's interesting that like like all these guys like pavita knows that he's gonna experience this like gwen knows like yeah, yeah they know it's coming yeah well gwen like, knows um pavita uh Prabhakar does not know because he had no idea that that was supposed to be a canon event gwen's watch tells her that yeah that's true yeah because i know um, i got the i got Pavitar the sense tries that- to save Exactly. His girlfriend and his and her dad. I got the sense that Pavita wasn't part of the Spider Society. He was just getting help from them. Because he doesn't have a watch. He doesn't travel with them. He stays in Moonbottom with with the rest of what's going on. You know, that's actually a really good point. Like yeah. Gwen picks him up later when she forms the band. But you're yeah. right. We don't actually see him use his watch. Because so I'm like, it seems like they all kind of know. Mm-hmm. But, the, but then Miles says, when he says, and I've been the one and only Spider-Man for six months. And Miles is like, six months? Like, I thought you said it was an elite society. Yeah. They kind of imply <laughs> that he is part of the crew. Yeah. because Well, I guess that's true because he does know about Obi, too. Yeah, he's met Obi and they say, like, we're going to connect you with the local spider. I mean, maybe yeah. he stays because shit's going down in his universe and there's a whole bunch of them who are Probably. trying to, like, contain that, right? Like, yeah. I don't know, but it's it's interesting that they like they don't have a problem introducing like young spiders who haven't gone through their canon events into spider society. Like it doesn't feel like that's yeah. why Miles isn't invited, isn't because like they think I think it's because he has both to... of his parents. I think well, that is kind of a notable other thing that's different about Miles, right? Yeah. I think that's a huge part of it. Like when him, him like he even makes a joke, he's like what does she say? She's like, you can't have your cake. He's like, why don't you just make two cakes? Yeah, make two cakes, which yeah. is such a cool thematic thing. Because first of all, they do that, right? He brings party. two cakes. Yeah. Two cakes. <laughs> what does the cake say? You ruined it says, this. Meanwhile, 
No, no. The two oh. cakes that it was supposed to say like five different paragraphs, but it, it gets all jumbled up and it ends up saying like you ruined this or something yeah, like that. It does. <laughs> I like the, the comic book text that comes up when he leaves the cakes on top of the cabinet. It says, meanwhile, the cakes take a ride while oh, he's yeah. like, fighting a bad guy. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. I uh, love their use of like it's comic booky, but it's still like a movie, but it's like we saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I had to pause so many times <laughs> to read some of the stuff when I was watching the stream of it. Uh and but they they bring it back again when um when his mom's talking to him, Rio. Yeah. And she's like, and you're gonna which we're gonna talk about in a second, but when she's like, you're gonna come back and you're gonna have one normal cake and you're gonna be early. Yeah. And it's gonna be all of these great things. And yeah, the and they having two cakes. Yeah. Oh mild. And and that's the real that's the whole story but i agree that the the comment that hobie makes right where he's like you've got like good parents and a nice setup yeah like why would you want to be part of this it does set miles apart that he's not an orphan yeah uh because even gwen is missing her her mom mom is gone yeah yeah Yeah. but her dad drowns himself in his work and all that stuff and he i mean i don't know whether that's a canon event though right like no the canon event is that he's supposed to die so no, when is no, supposed- no, 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 I get that. Like, but that's the police chief. That's oh, right. The, the canon yeah, yeah. event for that is a police chief close to Spider-Man and in some cases one right. of his parents. But the fact that that Peter Parker is like an orphan being raised by Aunt May, I feel like that's maybe a canon yeah. event that's true for all the Peters, but not true for all of Spider-Man, whereas like losing an uncle is true for all the Spider-Men. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I can and and having it be something that happens after your Spider-Man. I think yeah, that, like once you're, like, I think that's the part. I think that's the the nail on the head is once you're Spider-Man, not like what makes you Spider-Man, but once you already are established as Spider-Man. I think that's yeah. that's where it or goes. Just like a fundamental thing about being you, because I feel like like Peter's parents died like when he was way younger. And yeah. The uh, uh, what's his name? Why don't I have this? The original ones in the Raimi films. Um, Toby Maguire. Yeah, Toby Maguire. I don't know why that one's not sticking with me today. <laughs> it's kind of uh, crazy. But, <laughs> but yeah, it feels like they died like when he was much younger in the Toby Maguire ones, whereas in the Andrew Garfield, it's like part of the plot. Like that they, you know, it's like yeah. much later in his life and he like remembers <laughs> them. Like they don't, there's not so much drama about like my real dad, like in the Toby yeah. Maguire movie. He doesn't so really care about that shit. And it yeah, only it comes up like in Amazing Spider-Man earlier. because it's part of the plot. He worked his his parents work like with Doctor Connors. Part of the plot. Yeah, it's yeah. like the stupidest thing ever. It's the the secret compartment they hid inside a giant like laboratory in a rundown subway car. Okay, so fucking much of that movie is about his that, parents like, and setting that up. Spider-Man. It's, it's yeah. unbelievable. Anyway, let's talk about two cakes because yeah, this this whole thing about writing your own story. Yeah. I like how they set it up in the opening of the movie, like in the middle of the first fight with the spot and they have the parent teacher conference <laughs> and miles says, cause the college counselors trying to like push, like you have a story and they're all like, what the fuck? And miles says having a story at all seems gross. And then yeah. the parents are like, they're like, yeah, you're, you're struggling immigrants. And she's like, we're Puerto Rican. And he's like, like, I own a like, whole floor in Brooklyn. <laughs> like, we're not like, struggling. What the fuck are you talking about? I liked that. That he's like, I don't know, struggling. Like, we're uh, pretty good. Like, yeah. And they are, right? And yeah. 
I like how Miles feels like pretty yuck about that whole thing and it, it sets up the rest of the plot so well. Like it's such a tight story. It's so well done. The themes are so well defined and explored. Yeah. Like it's such a good fucking movie. But yeah, Miles wants to do his own thing. He doesn't want to have like the story or this prefabbed destiny for yeah. him. Um and then I talk just a little bit about Rio's speech because I really liked this and I know you texted me from the theater crying. So oh my I'd god damn it, dude. Tell. Like she ah just it's you know what it is? It's nice to have Peter have or not Peter, but like have a Spider-Man who has someone there that can just give him good advice mm-hmm. at the beginning. Like yeah. not a tragedy is going on. And now he's got like that fucking last minute motivation. Like, no, she is like, I watched this little kid and now you're not my little kid anymore. And I'm like, he's not your little kid anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, uh, it was just, dude, it's so obvious that she wants to like, they both want to be good parents and they both want to be like chill, but they do they don't understand how to do that because miles is whether he tells them the whole story or not, they're aware that he is going through something that they can't understand and that he can't explain to them in a definable way that they'll be like, okay, cool. Get it. Yeah. Which I think is like even more so than Rio's speech after watching this a a couple more times, even more so than Rio's speech is his conversation with his dad. And you see mm-hmm. how bad his dad wants to help him, but his dad can't figure out. He's like, the kid is just so much smarter than me. Like he's going to, he wants to go to Princeton. He's talking about the multiverse and all this shit. And then obviously he has to make a joke. And he's like, well, what have you got off your kid's ass? He's like, yeah. he's like, well, you know, never mind. <laughs> when he says you remind me of him and like, yeah, yeah. Miles. Just I like think can't. his dad knows. I think his dad knows. Or not his dad. I'm sorry. I think his mom knows. I felt like his mom knew. And, yeah. But I don't know. I think maybe she doesn't because what she says is just like so real mm. no matter what, you know, and like that I want you to belong wherever you go. Like I want you to take care of yourself. Like I want you to always feel like you deserve to be where you are Yeah. Uh, and that you are valid. Mm-hmm. Right. And then he goes in and sees everyone say that he's not valid, that he's not really Spider-Man. That he doesn't really belong, even though this is ostensibly like the place where he gets to is where he, he should be understood and he should, yeah, where everybody he should really does want to be. Yeah. He should be um, able to tell his story without feeling like overwhelmed or really shut down. I think it's like more like he should be like, able to experience it. Yeah. He should be valid. Like they all are telling him like, you're not really a Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And even at this point, when he has this conversation with his mom, he already wants to go to spider society. Yeah. Like that's already the the thing that he would like to do and to travel the multiverse, which he's been saying since the first scene. And it's what he really wants to do. And nobody roots for him. Like she says, I want, I like want you to be in a place where you feel like you're being rooted for. And nobody roots for him, mm-hmm. but he does keep his promise to his mom and like take care of himself and say, no, I'm going to do this my way. And yeah. he, never doubts that he belongs or that he should be able to have his two cakes. He's determined to write his own story. And he is so proud when he goes to earth 42 and he finally thinks he's with his mom and he's going to tell her and he stands up so tall and he says, I, you know, 
did the thing that you said. I went and I saw the places and everybody was a fucking asshole to me. <sighs> and he says, I, but I remembered what you said and I know how strong I am now and I beat them all. And when he says that, it's like you could see the prowler within. Yeah. I'm like, oh God, Miles, like he's so scary right now. But he's so proud mm-hmm. uh, when he tells her that. And it's like, I I almost felt like he would have told his parents on the rooftop when they were like, what do you have to tell us? It genuinely felt like he was about to. I genuinely, the first time when I was in the theater, I was like, come on, come on. But he didn't. Like, yeah. Like, oh, I, I wish that he had, but then then when he does, it's such a, he will at the end of beyond, right? Like for sure. Oh, they'll know. Yeah. Yeah. They'll know for sure. Or we'll no, They'll know. But he has to because he gets it up to tell Rio and then it's not her. It's we not have to see that, that payoff. Yeah. Really it's not the her. real Rio. Yeah. We yeah. have to see that happen. That was so disappointing when she's just like, what? Who's Spider-Man? Who and the like, fuck is Spider-Man? Oh, my yeah. God. Because I. It was very like, Loki. It was very Loki season one ending. Yes, dude. Exactly. And uh, yeah. like I, I knew that he wasn't in the right universe when he gets into his bedroom and it looks so different. It looks way different. Yeah. That was how I, that it was, was when darker, I darker, it was grittier. It was weird. Yeah. It, the action figure wasn't on the shelf. If you go back and look, he had like, it was like all like those plastic crates. Like the whole mm-hmm. place was a fucking mess. The only thing that it had in common, it had like a punching bag in it. Yeah. The only thing that was the same was his artboard, like his drawing easel. But uh, I noticed that he was in the wrong universe then, but I forgot that that universe doesn't have a Spider-Man until she said who's Spider-Man at the end of that, like that when he is so proud and he tells her this thinking that it's her. And then I I was like, oh, fuck, like that hits so hard Mm because like even though it would never have been him telling his mom he's not in his universe. <laughs> yeah. The letdown of that response, the frustration of that, of her just being like, what are you going to Comic-Con? Are you doing a cosplay? And he's like, what the fuck is Comic-Con? Like, I just. Yeah. <laughs> well, and like the idea that where he's at now, he will have to literally fight himself to get out of this. Like he just beat the shit out of all these Spider-Men and now he's got to do it again with himself but not a powered up version um but do you think that miles 42 will be the bad guy of the next movie no like do you think he's gonna even turn out to be a bad guy in this universe no i think we're gonna i think we're gonna see an alternate version of what could have been like and we'll see other villains um but also i think we'll see other heroes I think we'll see other people besides Spider-Man. Yeah, who are like vigilantes. Like, yeah. Because the whole city's like on fire. Like, uh-huh. shit's obviously not great. They also mention the Sinister Six. Yeah, in the news report, which means that Vulture's out there somewhere. Doc Ock, Scorpion, Electro, yeah. they're all out there somewhere. So, yeah. Just not Spider-Man. And I kind of wonder if even the Prowler is a bad guy. Because remember, like... The um, way that Uncle Aaron says it, he's like, you don't have to be a bad guy. And Uncle Aaron's like, a bad guy. Well, and also just that, um, 
like, yeah, they tie up Miles. Like, it seems very ominous. But, like, Miles tied up Peter exactly in the same way to a punching bag in the first movie because it was, like, who the fuck is this, like, random guy from Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, that's your – like, right? Like, if I'm Uncle Aaron and I'm like, who the fuck is this? Because I, th- Uncle Aaron takes, like, a, sees, like, a text after he sees Miles and he's like, did you take your braids out? Like, what the fuck? And then he gets, like, a text, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, like, that's Miles. Like that's miles 42. Yeah. And then uncle Aaron's like, well, what the, f- who the fuck are you? And then they treat him hostily, which makes sense. Like, so I wonder if they're even bad guys or if there's going to be like a, a explanation moment and then they're on the same side. Like, I, I do think they'll probably fight at some point. I think fighting but- will help 42 miles realize but he needs to help or maybe he doesn't like maybe they do stay villains the whole time and and miles has to escape that universe like i genuinely i would be okay if he just stayed a bad guy and that that is yeah, the result of miles's choices or like the rest miles, of the band or, shows up in earth 42 right that that's them they're going there in the end right so that's the thing we don't know i think the band goes to 16 1646 which is his real reality because they think that's what to turn to and he's not there well but spider bites in the band she runs the machine right like, but rem- don't you think they'd figure it out because they know that he's not home like they would know when they got there but it could be like too late they'd be like wait what the fuck like he's not here no, Gwen's th- already been there. She talked to his parents. Like, she was in that earth and knows that he's not there. That's why she goes to get the band, because they know that that's not where he ended up. And that he was trying to go home. They know that. Uh, like, he's trying to go home to save Jeff, and he's not there. And that's they haven't right. heard from him. So they must know that he's not there. I think they're on their way to Earth 42. So I wonder if there's going to be, like, a big fight there, and then they escape. They'll meet that Sinister Six, and yeah. Yeah, like, the the band might fight the Sinister Six in that world. And maybe the Prowler is part of the Sinister Six. And then they bail. Or the Prowler might be not a bad guy. And maybe they have like a fight that's a miscommunication. And then they team up. Because I think I definitely want to see Miles fight his altar. Um, Oh, there's no way we don't see that. Yeah, at at least a little. But I think it's more interesting if it's more about him like instead of like fight in this universe and escape or like kill these guys and leave the universe, which I really don't see happening. Make the universe better. I think, yeah, I think it's more interesting if he reconciles with himself and makes some kind of like peace and equilibrium with this universe whose spider he is being told that he stole. Yeah. Right. Miguel is like, you stole Spider-Man from this universe. You like made it all wrong. Right. Right? And here's the other thing that like when we work and we're now we're going back to like all the dickish shit that miguel said but like the biggest thing is like my we know miles had no control over that we right, know that yeah, the yeah, spot yeah. is the one that pulled 42 into 1646 so yeah, it's actually the spot's fault if anyone yeah and you know what is cool about that mm. is like miles's whole th- if i'm miles what i would be saying to miguel at this point is like okay so you're saying that in order to be spider-man and not break the can and i have to just let my dad die but you're also telling me i'm not supposed to be spider-man and i'm an anomaly and like why should i then have to follow yeah why do i have a canon event yeah and also why did this why does this have to be the rule of Mm -hmm. spider-man which is what i think is the most interesting thing in the movie at all is yeah does spider-man have to be defined by these losses that he is in all the different mediums and all the other spiders we've had before but 
I think it would be interesting though, if like, while it's definitely not Miles's fault, and I don't know that I believe in this whole canon situation at all. Like, I think that's all going to turn out to be bullshit. I think Miguel is the big bad. And I think that the moral of the story will be none of that is real. But I don't the think sake of argument that it is. I, I think that Miles going and creating, like doing something to kind of reconcile with this world that is part of him, um, literally his DNA now. Mm-hmm. And that like, it doesn't have a Spider-Man and it's a shit show. And he has he's that spider you know that he was bitten by the spider that would have made spider-man in this universe i think creating some kind of equilibrium and like helping to fix it or improve it in some way before he leaves will be like important i think that's that's the only way to leave it like that and i think that's going to create a bit of a like conflict where he's like i can't leave this universe like this like this is like and that's the other thing that's like it's irritating cuz he's taking on what miguel said as though it's true it's not his fault that that universe doesn't have a spider-man it's the spot's fault like it oh, yeah, Mi- totally. miguel has nothing or uh, miles has nothing to do with why that spider is not there miguel 100%. is just like you're the anomaly because you weren't supposed to be spider-man but not like and that's where I think he like took it too far. And that's why I think he's like, I don't think the canon events are bullshit. I think they're just not as big a deal as Miguel is making them out to be. Because again, when Mumbatan starts getting that hole in the center of it, all they do is put these little container like pods down, like fluctuation, like readers or whatever, but we never go back to it. Yeah. And it clearly things are okay enough for, um, prov- uh, I'm never going to get his name right, but Moonbotten Spider-Man to, <laughs> to, to come help them. Cause he's with the band at the end. Yeah, he is. You're right. So it must not have like gotten completely fucked. I really think it's all bullshit. I think the whole moral of the story is going to be like, not that the canon events don't exist such that all the spiders do go through this. Like they do all have this in common, mm-hmm. but like that it has to be that way. Oh, I think it's bullshit that it has to be that way. That's bullshit. Yeah, Yeah. the fact that they exist, totally. But the idea that that without them, the whole spider world gets torn down. And if you think, I think the the clearest way to see it is if you do look at it in the meta sense, which is like, yeah, all of all the Spider Men do usually have this backstory. This does kind Mm -hmm. of always happen in the comics, in the movies, whatever. Like, how many funerals are there in a Spider Man movie? Like we said, right? But does it actually have to be like that? No. Like we can make whatever kind of Spider-Man movie we want. Um, just like they're doing with Spider-Verse and it's mm-hmm. like fucking crazy and different. And he still is Spider-Man. And I think that's going to be the moral of the story uh, inside and out. It's going to meta mirror the plot, which I love. I think that's like the most brilliant thing about this storyline and the concept of canon events and like saying pretty directly to the fandom these characters can do anything and look mm-hmm. like anything and be anything and have any story and still be a hero. Yeah. You I agree. Still be Spider-Man, even if you're, you know, different from the Peter Parker that we're used to seeing. Yeah. Um, and I think that's going to be the message inside the movie. Like, I don't, I think it's all bullshit. I, and I don't know why mm. I, I just know that thematically <laughs> there's no fucking shot that what Miguel is saying is true and that the universe will crumble. And no, I, die. that's fucking not correct. Like the problem is we know that that did happen to his universe. He, we, we know what Miguel said happened. To Miguel universe. says it, but also the, the, uh, the AI that helps them. She tells him that's what's happening. 
because she shows like what happened to his universe and the the web like disintegrating and stuff. So we know to a degree that is AI. what happens. I don't buy anything that Miguel is. <laughs> Shit, man. I'll all right all right i really don't i just i don't think it jives with the like the thematic messages of this movie i really really think it's like a direct like there's yeah. no way that the moral of this whole thing isn't that miguel's a liar and everything yeah. is bullshit i just don't see miguel being the main villain i see him i see him like learning his lesson and being like wow you really can't change things um, and then, like, it'll end with him going off into the multiverse sunset, trying to fix his universe or go back or whatever. I don't know. But I don't see him being the ultimate big bad. I think it is going to be the spot. Because, again, at the end of the day, we know that ultimately everything is the spot's fault. For sure. And I think I think in the end we're going to have three. We'll have uh, two mini villains and the main just- villain. I don't I don't think that there has to be a main villain. Mm-hmm. I think there's going to be three antagonists just like there were in this one and and just like I'm saying is the whole theme. I don't think it has to follow that kind of those kind of rules. Yeah. Um I don't think there has to be a main big bad. I think we're going to have some kind of altercation on Earth 42 with the Sinister 6 probably. Yeah. But definitely maybe they'll keep it a little bit tighter and just keep it with Miles and and uh Uncle Aaron to be more like on point for the character stuff and not bring in the some right. out of nowhere. That's actually probably more likely, but there'll be a conflict with Miles 42. The spot, I agree, I think will be the biggest like actually saving Jeff will be the big yeah. big bad kind of thing. Yeah, totally. I think that's going to be the most um black and white no nah, pun intended black uh-huh. uh bad guy. <laughs> that was let's edit and fix that yeah <laughs> um i think he's gonna be the most like black and white pun intended bad guy for the movie but i think that miguel is gonna turn out to be thematically the big bad yeah the big message is like and all of that is horseshit yeah um, i i wouldn't be upset if that's the the way that everything shakes out like i wouldn't i wouldn't be mad and maybe Miguel ends up like helping when they, I don't know. It's all like, I don't know. Miguel and them are such obvious bad guys when they showed up in miles's earth. Like they yeah. are such obvious bad guys. I just, I'm really excited to see part two. I can't wait to see it. Um, all come together. I'm so yeah. excited. I just, I can't deal with it. If Jeff dies though, like I just, he better get back in time. Like, I don't know, because the spot is looking very ominous and scary when he arrives there at the end. And I'm like, how much time do we have in Earth 42 before Jeff is murdered? Oh, I guess we know that. We have until like the next day, right? We have until his inauguration. Yeah, that's so that's when he's like vulnerable or whatever, because he'll be out there. Well, no, I think they said in the beginning of the movie that... uh, like it happens on there uh, tomorrow and they're like it happens on i think because i think i think miles like sees almost like a vision of it or a, or something well yeah he's uh spot shows him and it's the building falling on his dad when his dad rushes to save that little girl right and it's i think it's during the inauguration for him as chief yeah so or the swearing in ceremony mm-hmm. whatever it is so i bet you we have like an overnight nighttime fight that's like super super sick in yeah. 42 and then back to what is it what's the it doesn't matter I'm pretty sure Miles it's 1646 yeah yeah to go save jeff and i think that'll be awesome 
And then, and then I don't know. And then that's why I think Miguel might be the last thing left. Sixteen ten. Like, I'm sorry, it's sixteen ten. Sixteen ten. I was close. Uh, anyway, I'm really excited. Yeah. Should we go to the room of requirement? Yes, we should. Whatever else is left here. Um. One thing that bothered me and took me out of the movie, and apparently I'm wrong to have been taken out of the movie for this. Explain to me why. Is that it feels like no one ever can use their spidey sense to notice Miles when he's invisible. And like, I feel like my regular person sense would have picked it up. Someone was hanging invisible inches from my face. Like, I feel like, yeah, need a spider sense to tell that. So I thought it was really like, I enjoyed that upside down, like they're going to do the the kiss thing. Yeah. Moment. Yeah. But like, how does she not know that he's there? And how do the other spiders not sense him when he's using that trick? So the two, the two biggest things, number one, I think there is a bit of suspended belief there that like, it just has to be this tense moment where miles is learning and he wants to get close to her. Cause honestly, dude, I would have just heard him breathing. He's so close to her. Yeah. So like, I think a lot of it is just like the symbolism and the imagery and we have to like believe that like, you know, he, she, it's just like a tense moment or whatever. But the other thing is like, he is invisible, which means that a chemical reaction is triggering his invisibility ability, like skill and the inability for her to sense him through the spider sense is twofold. Number one, there are numerous characters throughout the comic books that are immune to his number one. And most important is venom. Venom cannot be detected by the spider sense. And that's because he spent time with Peter as the symbiote and learned what the spider sense is and how to trick it. And that got passed on to carnage. That also got passed on to carnage's son, but also there are other villains like hobgoblin or green goblin who employs chemicals to trick it. So it is a chemical thing. It is not just like a superpower. It's part of Peter's like genetic and DNA buildup. The reason that, the other Spider-Man can't figure it out is because the Spidey sense can't sense other Spideys. It's why like he's able to fight and hit these other Spider-Man throughout the lobby without them like all being able to dodge it because it's the same ability. So to them, they're not in trouble. Like it's, there's no danger because it's just another Spider-Man is around them. Otherwise, every time they're there, like another Spider-Man is going to trigger it. That makes sense that they can't like, it's why that he can hide when he's Spidey's talking. Can't sense other exactly. It's why he can hide when Peter B. Parker is talking to him. Um, it's why they're not just like, oh, he's right there. But it's also triggered by danger, like an imminent threat. It's not just like that guy just walked by and like we're going to this is the worst game of hide and seek or whatever. But yeah, like, I guess that's true. I just mean when he's like running from them and when he's like, I just there's just a bunch of moments where he turns invisible. It's mostly that one with Gwen that bothered me. That I was Yeah. Like, I think a large part of that is just the suspension of belief for tension. Um, but I do think that his invisibility has something to do with it chemically that would nullify. But again, she's also not in danger. He's posing no threat to her. So her spider sense isn't going to be like, Wee! yeah, it'd just be like Peter getting hit with the banana. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or like him hitting half the people in the lobby. Like they're not just like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right. Well, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, there you go. Things. I, this is just room requirements going to be things that I liked. That <laughs> we haven't really touched on yet. Yeah. Just like, should I enjoyed? Um, 
did we talk actually like before we get into the rest of them did we really talk about spider punk much we did a little bit right yeah obi yeah we talked about how he was like the best uh the best foil to miguel because he was the only one that was 100 percent truthful with miles the entire time yeah and he's like drawn cool i don't know that we really touched on like how cool he looks no i just everything about him is great how do you look even cooler without your mask on i was always cool mate like what the fuck like he's so i just love him so much and like the choice to add him is is was a really good one yeah i liked him a lot um i liked the call out to the mcu and this is doctor don't get me started on doctor strange and that little nerd from 1999 (laughs) that was amazing uh and i think interesting in terms of like like we said earlier like all because we see um donald glover and andrew garfield and toby like, and all that yeah yeah that it's and they're in the mcu so it's all connected so it's like can miles like pop out of uh this world and into that world but also like not and like become live action but it's like no because that's not how spider-verse works um i don't think it should be this miles yeah i agree and i i i assume it'll just be donald glover's smiles that be like Uh, i think it has to be um and we know that tom holland has already said that he wants it to be tom holland teaching miles about yeah i think he did to hand it off when he finally stopped that he wants to to see miles and give it to miles yeah Yeah, so i think that's where we'll go yeah Welcome back. Um, thank you. Yeah, that would be cool to see. I Because I obviously want, like, in the MCU, not to sidetrack us too bad, but in the MCU, I'm not, I mean, I'm ready for Miles at any time, but I'm not ready to say goodbye to Tom Holland's Peter Parker because we just got him, like we talked about in our review of No Way Home, like, he basically just finished his first movie. Yeah, we basically just have that. him as spectacular Spider-Man. I'm ready for him to be Spider-Man now, not like figure out how to be Spider-Man. I'm ready for him to be Spider-Man. Yeah, he's they've done such a great job of building that character to be able to just like go. I don't want it to get rebooted. Like let's keep going. Let's let's actually get to be Spider-Man. Like, yeah. he said. like he just had great power, great responsibility. Like he's not ready to be done. We're mm. not done with Tom Holland's Spider-Man. I don't so. think we are either. Yeah, I I'm not ready for that handoff, but if they want to exist, like coexist, I'm very excited about that. I think that's what we'll do is the next one will be him meeting uh you know, it'll be him meeting Miles and Miles getting the bite, and then the second one will be Spider-Man about Spider Man four. I don't think so. That's too soon. Why? We're gonna have tons of we don't have a slate for Spider Man four at all. He's not on any upcoming movies. Which means no, that I Secret just, Invasion's coming, Secret Wars is coming, the Kang Dynasty is coming. There's a ton of stuff oh, that could bring him just, into other stuff. 
I just mean Tom Holland's next movie as Spider-Man, like when he just became Spider-Man and he's like alone out in New York, like that needs to be about him. No, I agree. I'm saying the end of that next one needs to be because like now we can have, we'll have the fantastic four by then, which means that Tom can meet fantastic four, which means he can join the future foundation, which means that they can be the ones that are experimenting on the spiders and that spider escapes the Baxter building, which I'm, this is all, I'm a hundred percent like pulling this out of my ass, but I'm totally fine if this is how they do it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm totally fine if that's how they do that. And that's the spider that bites miles. And then Peter finds out about it in the fifth movie. Like, holy shit, there's another kid out here just like me. And yeah, then, sure. yeah. And yeah, then the third scary. one is they have some huge fight with, I don't fucking know who. And then uh, Peter's like, it's up to you, kid. It's a leap of faith. That's all it is. I would even be okay with with no miles for the next three movies, and then kind like kind of similar to Iron Man, but if there'd been more to it, like have Tom Holland be in the movie for the next one, like introduce Miles in like a oh, way. like do a, a mentor like, kind of thing. Yeah, a cameo, but like a, a significant cameo, but it's not his movie. I'm really fine with whatever timeline they put on this, but I'm just glad that this is the trajectory. But I also know that Sony is going to do their own shit sooner than this. They might even do a Gwen movie sooner than all of that. So it's like, whatever they do, this movie was really great. And I'm excited to see what it, like how all the spiders evolve across like Sony and, and Disney. But I did like when they meet there were a couple times with different prowlers that did this but um when they met donald glover's prowler and they say hey to each other it's like a throwback to miles and uncle aaron there's like a couple of those yeah i did really like that that was cool where the prowler says hey yeah Yeah. it's just chef's kiss (laughs) um i think we talked a little bit about scarlet spider actually i think yeah we did earlier (laughs) um pavitur prabhakar my reason for living god i love him so much yeah um mombatan awesome yeah yeah, he was just, he was incredible. Uh, Peter parked car. Dude, how bad did you shit your pants when the Lego sequence hit? I was so loving the Lego sequence. I was like, yay, uh, Lindsay got her Lego stuff. <laughs> I love the Lego movies, and I was like so excited. And I love when they're like, you're one of our best, Peter. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. And that was animated by a kid that went viral, right? Yeah. And they hired him to do that sequence so cool yeah t-rex was a spider that was insane teeth teeth up oh yeah the teeth oh yeah 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 (laughs) (laughs) i forgot about that and spider cat yeah spider cat was great spider cat like just like a coughs up a hairball hair web a hair web yeah (laughs) see that's what Uh, i'm talking about with this movie is like it's so like it's like it makes sense for the character but it's like just so it's such an insane fucking thought you're like that cat is spider-man okay fine what how does he use his webs it's a fucking hairball dude that's the only thing that would make sense in this situation it just it's all perfect because spider-man can be anything there's a fucking universe where spider-man literally becomes a humanoid spider he grows fucking like three other sets of arms yeah which is crazy it's bonkers dude and this leads into your last little thing about the diversity of spider-man 
Yeah, I just really liked it. I liked the spider society. Society. I liked all the different versions. Like we said, like some of them were hilarious, but I really liked the just the diversity of the spiders, and and not just in like gender and race because there's a lot of diversity there, but um, in body type, I really enjoyed yeah. that. You don't see that a lot in superhero movies, and there's a lot of curvy spiders, mm-hmm. and just and and just like different differently shaped spiders mm-hmm. like some of the some of them were like super super jacked and some of them were had like much slimmer like and some of them were curvier like it was just cool it was just yeah. i just really enjoyed that that they all look different you don't see that a lot in superhero movies and it's like in a in a world where there are spider t-rexes yep. like is it really that crazy that no. you might have some spider people who have like different body types like it's i mean dude given the I first like uh the first female spider that we see after gwen is fucking pregnant is like talk about her fucking yeah. hilarious dude jessica drew is so rad I love her. Yeah. So, and that's actually based on the comic books. It's that's not her original look. That's her updated look. Um, but she is, I love her dude. She was so cool. And her motorcycle and all of that shit is just stupendous. All of it was chef's kiss. Yeah. She was awesome. And yeah, pregnant Spider-Man was pretty sick. And I like how she doesn't wear a mask. She just has her goggles. Yeah. She's one of the only people who doesn't hide who she is. Yeah. I like that. She was a badass, but she was also like, she was an interesting sort of foil to Peter B. Parker, who I think is like, she's a, a lot more mentor. responsible. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then we no, get that argument. No, I think she sucks. She's the worst mentor to Gwen. Like Gwen, like so believes in her and thinks she's great. And it's like, she's, she is to Gwen what Peter B. Parker is to Miles. And Gwen is like, so looks up to her. And then she's like, I told you I couldn't help you if you like fucked around. Oh, yeah. Like sending you back home now where your dad wants to arrest you sucks to suck. Like she, like Peter B. Parker would never do that to Miles. Like yeah. sent him back like that. Like I and not try to, no. Yeah. I, I thought she was a bad mentor and uh, I wasn't surprised that she's one of the bad guys at the end, basically. Mm. Yeah. Like they are absolutely framed as bad guys going to like chase him down. I mean, to be fair, Miguel does yell at both of them when they're chasing after Miles. He's like, look, I'm just saying that I taught the kid how to fight. And she's like, yeah, but you're she's and what, what does he say? He's like, Gwen's the one that brought him here. And he's like, OK, so we can agree that I am the better mentor. And Miguel's like, you're both equally terrible. And then just fucking like runs. You're both equally terrible. <laughs> I like how a lot of the spider people like inherently want to be good mentors. Some of the older ones yeah. want that opportunity. It's cool. Yeah. Except uh, for Scarlet. I've got you my perfectly defined musculature. I'm so happy that he's part of the bad guy. Dude. Squad. I know. So we get to hear him again. I know. Yeah, oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> um, all right. Do you have anything else to add? Just my rating. What'd you rate it? Uh, this is the first time in a while. I'm turning this up to 11. All the way up to 11. Yeah. Without a question. 100%. I'm not even so going to rate the villains because there were too many. Uh, turn them all up to 11. Yeah, but turn them all up to 11. Dude, I seriously, like, you guys don't understand how hard I was laughing. I saw it in the trailer. Like, I saw it happening in the trailer when the parents are sitting at the con- the parent-teacher conference. And in the background, at outside, you just see Miles and the spot just cartwheel flipping through portals. I was dying and i knew that was coming like the spot is just hilarious 
And he has a phenomenal ev- evolution from like this goofy, like falling into his own portals because he can't get the ATM machine out while he's also giving plot exposition to the fucking convenience store guy that he's like, can you just let me rob you? This is really kind of like hurting my experience for the first time. Like it's so funny. It's and just Miles it's, is like Miles is like there. A pop art, but it's like all sneaky looking. Like you see the pop yeah. art. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that well that's when he's like or he's hanging up down it's a hot pocket yeah because he's like how much do i owe you for the hot pocket and he's like if you stop this guy it's free and then he's holding it upside down and he's like how come people say atm machine oh which is a funny call to later right like because yeah. that's it's redundant right yeah. like atm machine because it means automatic telling machine yeah um, <laughs> but it's it's redundant to later with non bread and chai tea chai tea he's like you call it chai chai like, is you're just calling yeah, it TT. TT with milk, milk. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I enjoyed that so much. <laughs> he's like, do basically nothing with my hair. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like, because it's work awesome. Out. I don't work out because I don't want to get too buff. <laughs> so amazing. Uh, he is my new favorite Spider Man. Yeah. He's definitely up there. I love that his powers didn't come from a spider, that he got his powers from magic. So that's that. I really like that part too. Yeah, he's super cool, and but obviously the goat is Gwen Stacy. Oh, of course she is. Every day, forever. Mm -hmm. She's so fucking cool. I'm obsessed with her. I just... I hope this ends well for both of them. Truthfully, I do. It has... Unfortunately, it it has to end with her back in her universe. It can't end with her and Miles together. I know that. Because she has to reconcile with her dad. Yeah, but she can li- – that doesn't mean they can't still – like, they can't – this isn't like Lyra and Will. Like, they're going to see each other again. Like, God help me. Oh, my God. Um, I know that you don't know. Outlander. Not even close. What? <laughs> His dark materials. Oh, That's okay. another, like, multiverse thing. Uh, yeah. they, but it, they can't. They but don't isn't His Dark way. Materials based on the Golden Compass? I thought that's what that was. You sweet summer child. The Golden Compass is the bullshit American title for Northern Lights, which is the first book in the His Dark Materials. Okay, so I was right. Thank you for the roundabout fucking way that we got. His Dark Materials is based on the Golden Compass. No, I thought, I mean, like, aren't they the same thing? Because there was a movie, The Golden Compass, and everybody's like, wow, this is just like anti-Christian propaganda. And then... No. Oh my God. You're so misinformed about his dark materials. No. The the movie came out and everyone hated it because it doesn't have the anti-religious. It's, it's all organized religion. It doesn't have those themes because the movie was being fucking like cowardly and didn't incorporate those themes into the movie. They do incorporate them into the TV show on HBO, but the TV show on HBO just isn't very good, but no, it was criticized for not having the anti-Christian stuff because that, Mm. The the whole anti-established religion thing is like the whole point of it's all it's his murder right because they quote story. kill God at the end of the series or something like that spoilers for his dark material okay, this is all getting no, cut out it doesn't even matter they don't hey. kill God they kill um the whole point the point of his dark materials is that and don't put this in because spoilers but the point of his dark materials is that there never was a God mm. God was defeated. It's been like the devil all along or whatever. Um, and or or that it just never really existed. They killed a Metatron though. Oh, okay. Um, but in any case, Lyra and Will don't have the special watches and they cannot they like glitch in each other's universes. But I feel like Miles and Gwen don't have to glitch and can find a way 
to be together because so help me God, if I get to another end of a thing where they get separated like that, I will I not know. survive. Um, but I don't know. I'm a, I think, I think Miles is going to be able to have two cakes. He's going to get his cake and eat it too. Yeah. There's no shot that that's not what this is about. Like all the, like thematically, I don't know how any of it's going to happen or like mechanically how it will work or what the plot will be. But thematically, I feel like they've made it so clear where this is going. And it's just like some of the best filmmaking ever that there has ever been or will be. And these, I, I think already now, and it'll be cemented next year when we get the third installment. But like, these are my favorite movies. Just full stop. Yeah. They're just so fucking good. Yeah. They're just, yeah. I love them. I love them so, so, so much. So, uh, yeah, turn it all up to 11. Take us out of here. <laughs> uh, yeah, we won't get us out of here. Turn everything up to 11. You are goddamn right. But yeah, guys, as always, thank you all so much for joining us tonight. We hope that you enjoyed yourselves and maybe even learned something. Please join us next week for Independence Day, which Lindsay will not be here for. Um, Am I off the hook this weekend? Mm-hmm. Sweet. Yeah, you don't have to do that. Um, but yeah, be sure to subscribe wherever you guys listen to podcasts as well as follow us on all of our social media. You can find the links to our sites and social media in the episode descriptions. If you would like to support the podcast, we do encourage you to follow us on Patreon as well, where you can find our show notes for each episode as well as get yourselves shouted out at the end of uh, the month. Make sure to check out our websites for all the timeline goodies, including request the timeline. Let us know what you want to see and we will make it happen. But until next time, guys, stay nerdy. <laughs>